If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Viva Las Vegas or Viva La Raiders. It's on. Not even close. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote and back in the the olden days uh, when i was running a website i often said it was a gossip website i said to uh, tomorrow's news today's rumors some version of that and uh, the wild rumor over the weekend has become reality overwhelming you saw this right overwhelming vote the rightists are headed to lost wages nevada an oasis 
in the Nevada desert for the silver and black attack. Everyone now in Vegas pulling out their Raider merchandise, celebrating the greatness of the Raider attack. The greatness of the Raiders. And it really is one of the great schemes pulled off in professional sport. Mark Davis, God love him, was able to extort almost a billion dollars out of the clueless politicians in the Silver State. This is one of the great shakedowns of my life. And, you know, people are jealous of this. Usually you got to be some kind of masked vigilante to get that kind of cash. But the Raiders did it by handing over a slick logo and saying, hey, we'll play eight games a year here and we'll play the exhibition game. So we'll get like ten games a year, maybe a playoff game. Uh, But not everyone, not everyone has given the seal of approval to the NFL in Vegas. There are a couple of naysayers. Now, I'm not talking per se about the Dolphins. The Dolphins, the only team that voted against a relocation situation. It was a 30, they say 31 to 1 vote, but the Raiders, that vote really doesn't count. It's obviously they were the team trying to move, so it was like 30 to 1 in favor of moving to Vegas. But the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, the owner said, ah, I don't think they did enough. I don't think they did enough. So he's the one that voted no. But Brandon Marshall chimed in. My man, Brandon Marshall, fresh off HBO and uh, his wonderful time yapping away there on television while playing for the Jets, and he wants to stay in the limelight, the spotlight on Marshall, participating now with the Giants, and he was brought in to speak to the owners Brandon Marshall, of all people. More on that in a moment, but here's what Brandon Marshall had to say about playing in Vegas. I just want to make sure that the players are protected. I think that, you know, it can be a tough place for a kid coming out of college. That locker room has to be strong because there's so much there. There's access to so much. You know, so it's a, it's a strip, but it's, it's really big, and it can be overwhelming at times for young, immature players. All right, so again, a tough place to play, overwhelming for young players. That's the gist of it. So I wanted to talk about this. And Marshall had more to say, but that's the, the main meat. That's the filet, which we can, can dissect here and analyze and overanalyze. Uh, but in short, Brandon Marshall thinks that this is a risky proposition, a risky proposition to put an NFL team in Vegas because of the delicate little flower players that could be tarnished by the excess of Las Vegas. So the question is this. I'm going to pose this question to you, and I'm going to pose it to me at the same time. How concerned should the Raiders be about the possibility of their players going off the cliff because they happen to be located in Vegas in a couple of years? Now, I have the patented Maller anxiety skill, 1 to 10, 10 being the highest level of panic. I would give this a 5. Slice it right down the middle. And I'll tell you why. Let me make my case here. Now, number one, the Las Vegas market. Las Vegas market is no more risky than Miami, New York, or L.A. You agree with that? It's my position. Now, my advice would be to not be overly gullible here. This needs to be debunked before this starts getting around and around and around. There's no need to hyperventilate the idea of having an NFL team in Vegas. And the old uh, proverb, 
you got to bring up here that, that you, you don't go looking for trouble. It will find you. And I believe in that, that if you are a player that is prone to get in trouble, Pac-Man Jones, I am convinced, if he had played for the Green Bay Packers, would have found a way to end up in uh, you know some kind of seedy brothel that we didn't even know existed in, in the woods outside Green Bay. Right? The, it, trouble finds you if you are of that uh, type that you find just, just attracted to you. And Pac-Man Jones is one of those guys, for example, but there's other players that are the same way. You can work in the NFL, drive around. There's plenty of examples. You can work in Indianapolis, heartland of America, Indianapolis. You can have nearly $30,000 in cash and more prescription pharmaceuticals than CVS. That's not in Vegas. You could play in Green Bay. You could be arrested on gun and drug charges with $190,000 in cash. Relax. That's not Vegas. Right? You can own a White House. Not the White House. White House. You can own a White House. You can play for the Cowboys. You can have it filled with hookers and cocaine. Not in Vegas. That can happen not in Vegas. You want me to go on? Now, as for the gambling concern, which some people are bringing up here, this is the problem. Games are going to be fixed all over the place. Uh, Now, I know enough about how this works. Not that I'm an insider by any means, but I have enough friends, people that listen to the show that have given me wisdom over the years, Uh, people that run sports books in Vegas, people like that, that are knowledgeable, that have informed me that this is the perfect town to not have a game fixed in. When you have money involved, these guys will be the first. The bookmaker, the guys at the casino will be the first to know if anything is off regarding a point spread. If there's a dramatic movement, if it's not kosher, what are they going to do? They're going to put a red flag up. They're going to take the game off the board, and they're going to investigate. Why is there this much money on one side? What's the deal here? So in that respect, I would say you have nothing to worry about. There is no concern. doesn't mean they can't try to fix the game, but people can fix games right now. We've heard of point shaving that goes on in college athletics. It pops up every so often. Wouldn't be shocked if it's going on right now in the NBA from time to time. Now, the second thing here, as long as you draft players that have a somewhat decent maturity level, then you've got nothing to worry about with the the Raiders playing in Las Vegas. There's a term which is a very offensive term to some people. They really are annoyed by this, but I'm going to say it, and I think it applies here. And I don't mean to offend you, and I hope that you're not offended by this term, but I must use the term. It's the proper term to use regarding the idea of players not being able to handle Vegas and the NFL moving there, the term is self-responsibility. Right? It's, it's a shocking term. It's a lost art, self-responsibility. Uh, and, and it means it's not the soda, the cake, and the candy's fault that you're fat ass. If you choose to eat too many of those things, you will be a lard ass. That's what that means. You can, you can blame the cake, the soda, and you can blame all that for your problem. I had a big problem with I ate too much food. I've lost a good amount of weight. I've tried to keep it off. I've gone back to the gym every day and all that. But did, at any point did I say, I'm blaming, I'm blaming banana cream pie. I've decided that the reason I'm a fat ass is banana cream pie. <laughs> I've, I had a revelation. Just like if you happen to play in Vegas and you end up in a place you're not supposed to be. You zigged when you're supposed to zag. <laughs> and you end up in the back of a patrol car at 2 in the morning on a Wednesday 
on the strip. If if you make those choices, you have to live with the consequences. It's not Vegas' fault. It's not the fault of the, the city of Vegas that that takes place. The Raiders have a real advantage uh, when this all happens. And we're just talking about three years out. It's still years and years to go in Oakland, which is just a whole other can of worms. But the real advantage here would be the visiting team. And not even so much the AFC West because they'll be going there every year. The teams that aren't typically going to Vegas for a weekend to hang out in the gambling mecca of America. And when the Giants pay a visit, their one visit every couple of years, or the Atlanta Falcons pay a visit, then you have players that aren't normally part of that that are thrown into the overindulgence, the depravity of Vegas. That's when you can go for it. Now, the Raiders, you would think living there, you become numb to it. Eventually, the players will become numb to it. Not going to be the case for the visiting team that come from the the boondocks of the NFL. Now, I would think that the teams visiting Vegas are going to stay as far away from Vegas as they possibly can from the Strip. So I recommend Whiskey Pete's or Buffalo Bills out in Prim, and that's where the team should stay. Like when the Dallas Cowboys come to Vegas, Jerry Jones should book Whiskey Pete's right on the California-Nevada border. And stay there. And then have a curfew of 5 p.m. That should be the curfew at 5 p.m. for the visiting team. Those are the kind of things that need to happen. Not an overreaction at all. Not an overreaction at all. The bottom line here on all this, the idea that Las Vegas is the boogeyman, that it's the bad person involved in this story, is just wrong. It's outdated thinking. It's not the 1950s or 60s, pick whatever decade you want to pick. You, the great thing about being alive today, it's one of the wonderful things about where we are in society in America, in the world for that matter. You can find immorality and wicked behavior anywhere you look, where you are right now. You can be you know, in hillbilly land and you can find the same stuff you can find in Vegas. It's just a back room poker uh, house. It's the, you know, your neighborhood bookie. It's the the strippers uh, look a little different. The hookers look a little different. The drugs might be a little different. But you can find all that stuff. So let's stop with this. Oh, it's Vegas. And and you don't even have to go underground. There's Indian casinos everywhere. Absolutely. So anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, Eddie Garcia is here. Edmund Dallas Garcia. I did find it amusing that the NFL owners are taking counsel from Brandon Marshall who has been really good at two things in life, Eddie. He's been good at football and getting arrested. It's fascinating that Brandon Marsh, this must drive Ray Rice insane. right? This must drive people like Ray Rice it, nuts. Brandon Marshall has a life of crime and is seen as one of the good guys in the NFL. Got to drive him nuts. Well, he has rehabbed his image. Right, I mean, didn't he, he get arrested a couple years ago with the Jets in a, a nightclub in New York? When uh, I, I don't get it, I don't understand. Well, he has an insane I mean, rap sheet. He does, and there was that whole thing where he's like his, his wife half, like stabbed him. Yeah, uh, he's been arrested <laughs> half a dozen times in no, the no. last thirteen years. I, I That's understand. one every two years, Eddie. I know, but he lately, lately, lately. he's been doing pretty good. <laughs> he's he's, doing he's, good. he's rehabbed his. He's on his meds. He's he's doing all right. Brandon Marshall's been arrested for, among other things, domestic violence, assault on a law enforcement officer, fighting battery. There was that New York club thing that we talked about. He was involved in a fight there. Supposedly struck a woman. So that's all in the, since 2004, all that's happened. 
That's impressive. I wouldn't call it impressive. but It's uh, impressive that he's still thought of as a beloved way by uh, the NFL owners, and they worship this guy. That's impressive. They do? Yes. I don't Je- know that they— I saw quotes from NFL— I, I think that's a little much. No, you want me to give you quotes? I'd love to hear you the quote to- where they worship Brandon Marshall. I, I felt like there were worship quotes. Let me find it. But Jed York, there was one quote I saw from Jed York that just was insane about, uh, about Brandon Marshall and his, his talk to NFL owners. Let me find it here in a sec. A lot of stuff in front of me, as you know. I understand. Very packed, very packed program. But uh, but Jed York, I'll, I'll get the quote, but I don't have it right in front of me. But Jed York said he just could not have said enough nice things about Brandon Marshall. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. The, uh, the 49er owner. Uh, anyways, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities, and uh, Danny G is back. We've got the coop, the loop, uh, all of them in the house as we uh, hang out all night long, yapping the, the night away. And uh, always on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. If you would like to take part, you can get at us there. There's a bunch of stuff going on at the owners' meetings, which are, are not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, we'll call this one, It Started in the 90s. It started in the 90s. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. I don't mind Nickelback. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. I'm upset. Listener Cortland, he's very upset. He says, any other city in America open all night with prostitution and gambling? You compare Vegas to L.A., shame on you. Well, Cortland, you clearly don't know the law because prostitution is not legal in Las Vegas. You can get arrested (laughs) if you see a hooker in Vegas. You'll get arrested for that. Uh, but if you go out in the Nevada desert, uh, there's a uh, there's a way you can see a prostitute legally. But prostitution probably should be legal anyway. So that's not that's not that's a different debate. But it is illegal right now in Las Vegas. So let's stop there. And yeah, I can gamble anywhere I want. Uh, right now in Los Angeles, I can go to any of the local casinos, and I can gamble. I can I can put money down, bet a bunch of money. I can do that. A bunch of Indian casinos. Uh, around LA, Frank writes in. I, I met Frank. I saw. I know Frank. I've, I met him a few times, but I saw him on Friday, just randomly. Uh, Frank in LA, very active on Twitter. And where Where did you meet him at? I was at uh, Universal Studios uh, on, uh, and, on Friday. And he obviously recognized you. And well, cl- from the radio, name. yeah, from the radio, he recognized me, of course. And I looked just like the radio. And uh, but Frank's a good guy, good dude. Uh, Frank works at Dodger Stadium, uh, behind the scenes there. And so he says, true that the Raiders will be sponsored by Circus Circus since Mark Davis looks like a clown. It's a pretty good line. That is a good line. I like that. He he does look weird. Yeah. But he's going with it. Like, Mark, he's at the point now, he's done it this long. It's like me not drinking coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee. I've reached it. I've reached this far in life. I can't go and have a cup of coffee. It ruins the story. The story is I haven't had a cup of coffee. The story is Mark Davis doesn't know how to get a good haircut. That's the story. If Ma- what would happen if Mark Davis showed up with like a cool haircut? The, I'd love to. I'd love to find out. The world would fall on its side. The world would fall on its side. 
So, anyway, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And speaking of Mark Davis, it started in 1998. A little investigative reporting, and it was determined that the Las Vegas Raiders, do you see this, LasVegasRaiders.com, the domain name was was uh, was owned originally, was purchased by Mark Davis in 1998. On Christmas Day, right? Uh, yes, uh, Christmas Day. Uh, San- was that a gift from Santa Claus? Did Santa give that to the Raiders or did? No. <laughs> December 25th, 1998, the Raiders randomly uh, registered the domain name Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the obvious one is, well, what about some of the other cities? I'm, I'm assuming that the Raiders probably were domain hoarding, and they got maybe San Antonio Raiders. What are some of the other rumors over the years that where the Raiders might end up? There's random cities that have popped up over the years, but you got to go, gotta go back all the way to 1998 uh, when Mark Davis first did that, uh, registered, and it was, it was updated uh, la- November of last year, and there's nothing yet. Now, let's check. You think they've added Las Vegas Raiders? Let's check LasVegasRaiders.com because this is, this is very important to see if they've added anything. Let's see. We're looking. We're looking. Uh, nothing. It's still a dead, a dead uh, link. There's nothing to it. Now work on that. Seamus has no shame. He's in Minnesota on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Seamus. Hey, first-time caller, so obviously first time on air. I just wanted to chime in on it on your sliding scale. I have, my worry meter is at zero. If they get, oops. I'm more worried about I'm more worried about the stuff falling behind you than I am about uh, the trouble oh, no in Vegas. Worries. It was just it was just a baby gate I knocked over. Oh yeah, who uh, cares about a baby gate? Let the yeah, let the exactly. kid let the kid run free. Let the kid oh, run not, free. Exactly, they're not here. So what difference does it make? <laughs> good point. Yeah, they should be sleeping now anyway. They were there. Oh, exactly. I'm in yeah. Minnesota. I understand. I, I said that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. All right, well, thank you. We, we agree then. You're on the air. Does, does yeah. it feel good to I be mean, on the air? Would you like to give, give a shout-out to anyone? Is well, it, is it myself. T- I'm Seamus. Yeah. All right. There's a, ter- yeah. there's a terrible phone call. Would you agree this is a bad phone oh. call? Would you agree this is a bad way for me to start taking phone calls? Do you agree that I've now sabotaged four hours of talk radio because I took your phone call? No, because I'll keep listening. Well, I know you'll keep listening, and that's great that you'll keep listening. But my goal is to encourage good people to call, like good calls. And this... Well, what do you want to talk about? What's that? What do you want to talk about? Well, no, that's not how it works. I, I don't like. I don't, Thank you. I don't solicit people. Well, what do you want to talk? I don't call people. I say, what do you want to talk about? But I, I do. That's how Seamus rolls. You know the you... Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I do know the Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I right, thank you. Hello? Oh, jeez. Hello? It's my fault. I, I was optimistic. I thought, listen, we had a pretty good program yesterday. I thought, let's do it. Let's jump in deep. I usually don't take a lot of calls early on, uh, and now I know why. And now, now I know why. It's like a feeling out process. Got to get my feet underneath me. Did not go well. Uh, but back to, I want to go back to Jed York. I want to circle back around. Now, now, I couldn't find the quote initially. But I, I said that NFL owners were smooching and slobbering all over Brandon Marshall, and the one name I popped in that popped in my head was Jed York, and I have the quote. This is from Jed York's official Twitter account, the current man in charge somehow of the 49ers, the CEO of the 49ers because his parents 
allow him to be the CEO of the 49ers. But Jed York said, after Brandon Marshall spoke to the owners in Arizona at these ownership meetings, said, quote, easily the best speech I've heard at an NFL meeting. Thank you, Brandon Marshall. Eddie, does that count as slobbering all over Brandon Marshall? Uh, It's certainly patting him on the back. Best speech I've ever heard at an NFL meeting? Well, perhaps the speeches at NFL meetings are generally bad. Best speech I've ever heard at an NFL meeting. Come on. You think that's a little much? I don't much, know. I wasn't there. I wasn't yeah. there. Okay. I wasn't there either. I'm just uh, fascinated by this. I'm also fascinated by foot and mouth disease, which Jed York happens to have because uh, the assumption is now that the Raiders are going to leave Northern California, there'll be a lot of NFL fans that if they want to see an NFL game, They've got to make the trek to Santa Clara to see a 49er game. Right? That's the move. You go down to Santa Clara, you you hang out there. There's plenty of tickets available. No one's going. Oh to, no! No one's going to 49er games. So Jed York, when asked about this phenomena of the 49ers picking up all these new fans, wait till you hear what. I hope you heard this. If you didn't, you're going to love this. Jed York managed to put his foot down his throat while talking about the possibility of the 49ers picking up uh, some new fans. And also, we'll get to the biggest loser from the Raider relocation from Las, from uh, the Bay Area to Las Vegas. We'll get to all that. We'll do it in 60 seconds. Uh, good news, we have no more Seamus. We'll get to all that. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the GEICO. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. So Jed York asked about this stampede of NFL fans that are supposedly going to go to Santa Clara to watch the Niners. Jed York, the, the guy that runs the 49ers, or at least in name, runs the 49ers. We were just mentioning his name uh, a moment ago. So... Uh, Jed York, uh, talking about the possibility of a big financial boon, downplayed the idea that Raider fans will become 49er fans. But it's the way that he said it. It's the way that he said it. He managed to offend his 49er fan base while talking about Raider fans. This is a quote from Jed York, the CEO of the Niners, about the idea that the Oakland fan will become the Santa Clara 49er fan. Quote, Raider fans, they're loyal to a, to the Raiders, Jed York said. They're very different than 49er fans. So that you got the, the takeaway on that, right? That Jed York just said the Niner fans aren't loyal to the Niners, but the Raider fans are loyal to the Raiders. It's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> well, uh, that's not like the Raiders are leading the world in attendance. Let's not get carried away here. Then no one's really going to Raider games either. Their attendance sucks. Um, we'll see what happens in Vegas, but let's not get too crazy uh, with that. I just love that. They're very different than 49er fans. <laughs> it's just, just outstanding on, on every level. Chris writes in, says, Ben, are you really complaining about callers after you had people puking yesterday? Yes. I, see, here's the difference, Chris. The guy that called up yesterday and 
I, I guess he's a professional radio caller. I've never heard of the guy and vomited or pretended to vomit on the air. That was good radio. That was out. I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. That was not terrible. Seamus, you know, the highlight of his call was the baby wall falling down behind him. That's a bad sign. When the highlight is the, the baby gate comes crashing down, to me, that's not great. Uh, Larry says that was a bad call. Says that's not good. The Clown Prince writes in, says, funny you mentioned brothels earlier this hour. I'm betting this is not what Davis and the league consider protecting the shield. You know what protecting the shield is? Getting almost a billion dollars of taxpayer money. That's protecting the shield. Because that's the new goal. There's a bunch of teams that have relocated. The Rams, Chargers, and now the Raiders. But that's the goal. Whatever, whatever the next city is, whether these the people in St. Louis try to get a team back, San Diego, uh, God only knows what other town out in the boondocks is going to try to bring the NFL in. The goal is to get close to a billion dollars. The Raiders get $750 million to, for the stadium from taxpayers in Nevada. In a, and, uh, and also, in addition to that, you're getting $200 million on top of it for other improvements. So, just great. Uh, Mr. Wright says, I've got an investment idea. Game day weekend fan shuttle jets from Oakland to Vegas. And he says that would be that would be great. Yeah, you know, the Southwest Airlines kind of does that anyway. I, I was at the first game when the Raiders moved from L.A. to Oakland, back to Oakland. I was assigned to cover that game for the old Mighty 690 big sports station in San Diego, and I flew up to Oakland. It was an exhibition game. They were playing, I think, Seattle, if I remember correctly. And I flew up to Oakland, and the entire plane was filled with people wearing Raider shoulder pads and Raider jerseys and all that stuff. But that was the first game back. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how, how, how much that, that still goes on. I'm sure there's a bunch of Raider fans that fly up, but I, I'm not exactly sure the number. Is that going to be a profitable business for you? So, anyway, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Mr. Nice Guy, who's a big Bay Area suck-up, says the Raider fans bought 50,000 season tickets last year for your information. But then you got to play the NFL attendance game, and if you play the NFL attendance game, it doesn't look all that great. The Raiders were dead last in attendance in the NFL. So, talk about how great the season ticket base was. They were last in average uh, home attendance. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Raider Joey, I'm going back to the troubled point, and Raider Joey is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Raider Joey. Hey, Ben. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Yo, I just want to say there's been a lot of negativity uh, amongst Raider Nation, especially with the NorCal fans. But, I mean, rest assured, this I, I'm from the Inland Empire uh, area. It's three hours away for me to go to a game. I'm buying my season tickets as soon as, you know, the plans are finalized and we can get up there. They still have the team for two more years. And, and with all the possibilities, I mean, it, it, it's such a bright future, and I'm really excited. I can't wait to see them playing in Las Vegas. You realize, Joey, that it might be three hours to get to Vegas, but it'll take you ten hours to get back. You're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah. But those Southwest flights aren't too expensive oh, okay. now. Oh, you're going to fly. You're a baller, huh? You're going to fly there. Yeah. Man, I don't know if you remember me. I'm the guy that came in. Uh, 
I won that bet with Eddie, and and I uh, was in the studio with you guys for a little bit. I uh, worked for Buca de Beppo. Oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Yes. That was yes, pretty sir. cool. Yeah. Well, everyone beats Eddie at bets. Everyone, anybody that bets Eddie wins. Wrong. That's pretty much how. No, that works, Eddie so. got me a couple times, but but that was definitely an awesome moment with you guys, man. All right. I just wanted to add my two cents. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work, All guys. Right. Thank you, Joey. I remember that guy. Nice guy. When's our free Buca de Beppo? Uh, Buca de Beppo, though. When are we getting there? I think we have to go out to uh, his store. Oh, do right. Yeah. I, I, oh, he I gave me his card, it, right? Yeah. 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 With his, his initials card. on yeah. it. It's like a... <laughs> Why didn't you remind <laughs> me to do that, Coop? Coop, Coop jumped card. in quickly there. <laughs> Coop, why haven't you gone out there, Coop? They got great food at Buca de Beppo. Man, Good it's, Italian it's, food. It's almost, like the, it's almost like the, the drive to your house. It's far. Yeah, you won't come out there. Well, you know what you should do is if... Well, I don't think I'm inviting you anymore, but if I did invite you to a holiday party... You could go out there and have a nice meal out there at the Buca de Beppo, and then you could come to the party. Or after the party, you could go there. Either way. Too far, though. Now, that might be a good idea, but then I wouldn't be hungry enough to eat all the food at your party. So. Well, it's just alcohol at the party. There's no real food. Oh, I, that's, I heard no, differently. It's pretty much booze. A lot of Kirkland brand vodka, whiskey, moonshine, whatever has the Kirkland label on it, we have. Lots. So the biggest loser, the biggest loser is not the people of Oakland that the Raiders are leaving because they don't have to spend all this taxpayer money on a uh, Raiders stadium. The biggest loser is the Golden Knights of the National Hockey League. (laughs) They haven't even played a game yet. The NHL is going to be starting next season, next hockey season. The NHL will have the Las Vegas. They have an expansion draft coming up soon. And they haven't even played a game yet, and they've already been trumped by the NFL. The Raiders have trumped the National Hockey League. Uh, And I I saw the quote from the owner of the NHL team, Bill Foley, the expansion owner of the Golden Knights, who, again, haven't even played yet, haven't even played a game yet, and they've already been uh, stomped on by the NFL. And Foley, I like this quote because he took a shot at the lawmakers in Las Vegas for the $750 million of public, which is code for taxpayer money, that the lawmakers have secured, and also the $200 million in addition to that that will be handed over to improve the infrastructure around the stadium over the next handful of years. And here's the quote from the NHL owner. Quote, I felt like there were a lot better ways to spend $750 million than bringing the Raiders to Las Vegas. Now, you would expect that. That's a, a a partisan opinion from Bill Foley, so you would expect that. But I agree with his point, the second part of this, because the NHL owner said, quote, we could have spent it on police, firefighters, and teachers, which is always the comeback, and there's no real good defense to that. Now, my argument would be, don't raise the tax. They're gonna, they're gonna, this is a, a way to disguise a hotel tax is what they're going to do. Uh but if you're going to put the tax in, shouldn't you spend it on the people that need it? And eight home games a year for the Raiders and a couple of exhibition games, which no one wants, that's all that is guaranteed. Uh, that's it. And uh, the uh, the Golden Knights are going to play at that arena, which is, I guess, called the T-Mobile uh, Arena. I've, been, I've not been in there, but I've been by there a few times when I've been to Vegas recently, and it looks pretty nice. They've had some events there, and they're going to start playing hockey but it's not like Foley doesn't have the money. This guy's a billionaire, and he's got stacks and stacks of cash 
But he did say he was never approached by anyone from the Raiders or the NFL about the the relocation. This was all done done separate. I would say this does not bode well for the long-term future of the National Hockey League in Las Vegas, assuming that the, the Raiders actually go forward, this actually happens. And just because you sign a contract doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. But assuming that it does take place, I think the NHL would not be long for the strip. But we will find out. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Got the NBA pick'em coming up in a couple of moments. Time now for the Who Am I game. Here we go. I am the only Final Four, most outstanding player, who later would go on to coach my alma mater in the NCAA tournament. It's only happened one time. Again, the Who Am I game. I am the only Final Four most outstanding player who would later go on to coach my alma mater in the NCAA tournament. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We are different. Join our community on Facebook. Like our official show Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Pay off the Who Am I game in a second. It's going to be part of the, the best nighttime program here at Fox Sports Radio all night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. When, when the sun goes away and the moon's out there and the stars, you, you have reliability, dependability. Late at night on Fox Sports Radio. Not just this show, but the other nighttime shows here at Fox are uh, outstanding. Just wonderful programming uh, late at night, so it's good to be part of that. Uh, I would say the best overnight, uh, not just overnight, but nighttime programming and into overnight in all of sports radio, Fox Sports Radio. Wow, that's high praise. Yeah, thank you. And Ben, you're the best host on host on this time slot yeah. right now on this network. I appreciate that, and uh, it's very kind. And you're not wrong on that. You're not wrong. No one can disagree with that. That's factually correct. What Danny G just said, in every way, that's factually correct. All right, the Who Am I game right now? I am the only Final Four most outstanding player to later go on and coach his alma mater in the NCAA tournament. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? All right, guess is coming in. Tapped in. Tommy's going with Adolph Rupp. Uh, let's see. Bubba got it right. Clearly cheating. Bad job by you. Andrew's going with our buddy Vic the Brick. Uh, Kevin Ollie. Guessed by Ivinson. Carlos Danger from John the Pie Guy. Curly Neal. Guessed by Mr. Wright. Don Nelson from Attila, the truck driver who's God only knows where. And uh, let's see. Larry Bird from Douglas. Nice. Charlie got this right. Jerry Tarkanian, guessed by Troy in Seattle. Eddie, do you have an answer? It's not LeVar Ball, which is what Chad guessed. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard this one before. Maybe I've heard it from okay. you before. Right. Uh, I the believe name. it's Walt Hazard. You're going to go with the great Walt Hazard, UCLA Bruin back in the day. That is correct. Walt Hazard, UCLA back in the 60s. And he went on and coached his alma mater. Did not do very well, though, in the 80s. Uh, one and one in the NCAA tournament, but that is the answer. And Walt Hazard was the player of the Final Four in 1964, but finished, I think, fourth on UCLA that year in scoring, and he still was the most outstanding player 
of the Final Four back in the day. All right, so NBA pick them! Daily Fantasy now. Down the stretch we come. I want to point out, now you weren't here, Danny, yesterday, but we had a three-way tie for the lead going into yesterday's Pick'em. Oh, damn. And whoever got Sorry, Danny, the, did not include you. You weren't part of that. But whoever <laughs> got the lead, whoever won the Pick'em on Monday, has the lead. Let's find out right now. I have no idea who won. Coop, I would like you to get that microphone loud and, pl- and proud. Who is now taking the lead in the NBA Pick'em? Who's in first and once place? once again, Ben proves that he is a liar. No, no, I want to know. You know who won. I don't know. You I, do know. I don't, You're I'm lying. Not, I, no you are a liar. No one's told me who won. That is a lie. Uh, no one has spoken to me who won. <laughs> yeah, Coop, they, they messaged you. Coop, who's uh, who's the winner? Go ahead. Uh, not for long. You are now in first place. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, with the first pick, Team Maller selecting Carl Anthony Towns. Bam! Coop. John Wall. Oh, my God. A surprising pick. Eddie. James Harden. Harden's off the board. Danny G. Giannis and Tentacumbo. Oh, that's a blow to Coop. One more for Danny G. It's the NBA. Pick them. Three players each. Fantasy points matter. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Surprising second pick. Danny G. uh, Radio has picked his two. Eddie (laughs) Garcia. Uh, Let's go with uh, Paul George. Paul George. All right. Coop de Loop. Hassan Whiteside. He's hurt. That's a terrible pick. Uh, I will go, let's go with Andre Drummond and Devin Booker. Uh, Booker. No way. Yeah. Coop. One hit wonder. Yep. No, he'll get 40. Nikola Jokic. Eddie Garcia. Damian Lillard. And with the final pick, Danny G Radio. Need some rebounds. I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez. Here's what I need the Suns to do. I would like them to call as many timeouts as it takes. Just keep, have Devin Booker shoot the ball 35 times. Just every time the Suns come down, every other possession, have the man shoot a jump shot. I'm good with that. That's what I need. Hocus Pocus, the Spurs have made the Cavs disappear. Wow, that was pathetic. Big showcase game for the NBA on a Monday night. One team showed up. The other, not so much, backing up. The award-winning Maller monologue from yesterday about a drowsy, lackluster effort from LeBron and the Cavaliers. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com. For a free rate quote, the Cavaliers are no longer the number one seed in the East. Does it matter? 29-point beatdown. That was a boat race situation in the Alamo City. The San Antonio Spurs only had to play about about a quarter and a half, and that's it. When the other team doesn't show up, when they're in full-on tank mode, uh, that's that's what happens. You don't have to uh, to worry about it. So the cycle of negativity continues around LeBron and the Cavs, who played another night of gutless basketball. Just didn't want to be there. And so this continues a trend. We mentioned the Cavaliers since the All-Star break are the worst defensive team as far as hustle is concerned. They have the, the hustle stats, which are now available, the uh, going after loose balls, tipping passes, 
the 50-50 balls. The Cavaliers are at the bottom in all of those key categories, and the trend continued in San Antonio. They clearly are not embracing regular season basketball. They are not at this point. And uh, the Cavalier fans uh, starting to have a hissy fit. The Cavs publicly are not. Let's hear from LeBron James, the man of the hour. Did you see LeBron James? He won a Tony Award for his acting. I'm very surprising. Uh, LeBron never does this kind of thing. He took an elbow from David Lee, and you would have thought he had been hit with a javelin. He wa- I-, I was waiting for the wheelchair to come out and wheel him off the court, the Paul Pierce wheelchair, uh, but somehow LeBron was able to get up under his own power and-, and walk off to the bench. What a great heroic effort by LeBron James, the Iron Man of the NBA. Uh, well, here's LeBron, and uh, again, the Cavaliers take it on the chin. What do you have to say for yourself, LeBron? It's an individual question, but at the same time, yeah, we look a little slow versus a lot of these teams. And, uh, you know, it takes the individual, first of all, to feel like, okay, if I'm feeling a little slow, you got to get in better shape. You know, and it sucks to say, hey, it's March, you're not in good shape. But, but got to get in even better shape when you're playing some of these top teams that's just been, you know, plugging away all season long. So um, I know from a personal standpoint, um, I feel great. I, you know, I feel really, I feel really good, actually. Yeah. Well, it's good to know you feel good. You've taken all those nights off. You should feel good. <laughs> Jerry rigged the schedule to be ready for the postseason. Messed with the basketball gods by doing that, but that's a different conversation. Now, the, the injury was one of the funniest moments I've seen. I mean, it was hilarious. LeBron's the boy that, qual- that cried wolf. LeBron James is the boy that cried wolf. At some point, LeBron's really going to be hurt. LeBron's really going to be messed up, and no one will believe him. Because of accidents or, or incidents, I should say, that took place like the one on Monday night in San Antonio when, you again, you would have thought a brick had been dropped off the top of a 20-story skyscraper in Manhattan. It hit him on the back the way he reacted to the elbow from David Lee. But here's LeBron. The injury, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What do you think LeBron's going to say? How's the uh, neck feel? I'm fine. I'll be ready by Thursday. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, I got bowed in the neck or in the spine. Well, it's either the neck or the spine. Just LeBron knows, like, the neck, the neck's here, and then the spine. I know the spine goes up to the neck, but there's, it's either the neck, and then you'd say the neck, or if it's the spine, that's below, right, right below there. That's, yeah. All right, so it's time to pull out the always popular Maller Panic Meter. Patented Maller Panic Meter. LeBron also said that it's, he said, quote, it's a delicate time right now for our team. I'm all right. I'm a football player. (laughs) Not a tough one. Uh, But LeBron said it's a delicate time right now for our team. So how concerned on the Maller Panic Meter, 1 to 10, 10 being, oh, my God, the building's on fire. The answer here is three. I'm going to put this at a three as we update the Panic Meter for the Cavaliers. And here's why. The Cavaliers are dogging it. They are playing lackluster basketball. I feel like this is intentional, what's going on right now. They are, they are bored with the regular season. This Cavalier team looks entitled and complacent. Now, whether they're out of shape or not, that's a popular excuse to throw out there. But either way, they're not 
into it. They are not mentally into it. They've checked out. Why have they checked out? Are they just resting up mentally for the playoffs? I would like to think that's not the case, but it certainly appears to be the case. Uh, And I mentioned that they're messing with the basketball gods. I believe that is accurate. Now, if Cleveland plays with this same level of intensity, this lack of, who cares? It's just lack of uh, anything, emotion, sleepwalking, playing on their heels. Then obviously they're going to lose. If they play like this in the postseason, they're not going to win. The silver lining, though, for the Cavs, and this is why you cannot go against them and why it's only a three on the Maller panic meter. Unlike just about every other sport, the one thing that trumps everything else in basketball, talent wins out. If you have the more talented roster, you are going to win nine and a half out of ten times. This nonsense about chemistry, we don't need to go back down that road and it's made up sports writer gibberish, right? Now, synergy is a real thing, and the Cavaliers, uh, as a team, have decided in unison, we don't care. LeBron James saying that this is a delicate time for the team is odd because this is a healthy team now. They have their guys back. I think Kyle Korver, I believe, is the only one who is slightly banged up, right? Kyle Korver is the only one who's kind of kind of walking on a – on, a, on a, a thin rope, uh, shall we say. But that's it. Other than that, this is a team that's got their guys back. They have their players back, and they just don't care. They have a lackadaisical, drowsy approach to regular season games, even a big regular season game against San Antonio. The second part of this, who are the real Cavaliers? Are they really the fat and happy team they appear to be right now, or is this all some kind of ruse? And once the playoffs start – they are going to all of a sudden bring it, and they will play with the toughness, the determination that they have not played with during the regular season. And until the playoffs begin, it's all spitballing. We're all guessing what's going to happen. But I do know LeBron James has been to six consecutive NBA Finals, and the fact that the Cavaliers have been downgraded to the number 2 seed, which means they're going to have to conceivably you know, in, the, in the Eastern finals have to play an extra road game should the seeds hold up, it's not the end of the world. The Cavaliers on the road in the East in the postseason since 2014 are 11-3. 11-3. They have made the – LeBron's made the NBA finals as a number two seed a couple of times in his career. It's not the end of the world. But the bigger concern here is the fact of this team is lacking guts – Right now, they are lacking guts, that Cavalier team. They are annoyed when they're asked to play defense. They have the classic, hey, we're, we won a championship. We're happy about that. We don't want to put the work in. It's a prima donna outlook the Cavaliers have. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, we shift gears here from the drama in Cleveland to the family drama around the Lakers. Now, Jim Buss, did you see this? Jim Buss has been given the boot as a trustee from the board that runs the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, Jeannie Buss uh, has one out. She uh, confirmed. Now she's the controlling owner. The family court date has been canceled. And uh, that's it. No more family court. Jim Buss replaced by another one of the Buss children, Janie Buss, will be on the board now instead of Jim Buss. It's all very confusing, but... This is a pacifier to the bickering bus boys and girls. There's got to be more to the story, though. 
There's got to be more to the story. Why would Jim Buss randomly back down? There must be more to it that will come out in the coming days and weeks. But the question is this regarding the Lakers. How should the historians of the Lakers feel about it? And the word I would give you is uneasy. The word the Laker historian should feel is uneasy. And the reason why that is, is Jim Buss was a really good thing to, to the Lakers. Laker fans don't realize this, but for Jeannie Buss, Jim Buss was very important. Jim Buss was a terrific fall guy. Anything that went wrong in recent years, you had your built-in scapegoat. Blame it on Jim. Free agent signings don't work out. Ain't my fault. Jim Buss is the guy. That trade blew up in your face, turned out to be a booby trap. Ain't my fault. Jim Buss is the guy. Lottery pick, can't make a jump shot to save his life. Not my fault. Jim Buss is the guy. Who are you going to blame? Jim effing Buss, the clown prince of Laker basketball. Not my fault. Jim Buss, the bozo. He's the one that signed off on that move. The perfect scapegoat for a franchise that's in shambles. And now that he has been neutered, the control is gone. The power is gone. Who's the new fall guy? Can't blame Magic Johnson. He's NBA royalty. Who are you going to blame? Rob Palinka? Who the hell's that? He rode Kobe Bryant's coattails all those years? That's the new fall guy for the Lakers? So here's the deal. Jim Buss being gone, while Laker fans or historians seem to be happy about this, Are you still going to blame Jim Buss? Is he still going to get the blame? Yeah, well, we'd be better now if it wasn't for Jim Buss. Are you going to blame Mitch Kupchak for the three Stooges of lottery picks, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, those guys? The second part of this with the Lakers, Jeannie Buss has been bulletproof. She's got lots and lots of surrogates in the mainstream media who provide a lot of positive propaganda. And this has convinced the historians of the Lakers that she's some kind of Mensa when it comes to all this. And I'm going to double down on my skepticism. Jeannie Buss has regularly taken credit for all of the success the Lakers' business side has had, and she's often claimed that she doesn't know anything about basketball, the basketball side. Plausible deniability. Now, some of that is self-deprecating humor, absolutely. But how much credit should Jeannie Buss get for the financial success of the Lakers? The answer is not much. Uh, not much at all. In fact, you could say none. Old man Buss, Dr. Jerry Buss was the one calling the shots that built up the, the glory days of Laker basketball in the Showtime days. Generations of L.A. historians have been blinded, so much so that the current Drek wearing Laker uniforms, goes, they're completely oblivious to it because of what used to be good. And as far as the business operation for the Lakers, it's not that hard. The Forbes list comes out every year. If you are in a big market, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. People don't like to talk about this. If you're in a big market, you're going to make a lot of money in the NBA. The New York Knicks haven't won anything since the 1970s. They are more of a freak show than a basketball team, and they are number one in franchise value. Why? Because they're in the New York market. Market size matters. And if you look at the top 10 franchises in terms of value, you don't have to be that smart a person to figure out wins and losses are irrelevant. 
It's all about location, location, location. You're talking about New York, L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Miami. Bam, that's your list. The two New York area teams, Brooklyn, the Knicks, uh, the Clippers, the Lakers, the the Warriors in Northern California, Chicago, uh, the Bulls, the Rockets, the Mavericks, and the Heat. That's the list. Cleveland, they've won a, a lot of games with LeBron James. They're not on the list. San Antonio's not on the list. They're nowhere to be found. It's all about location, population, not wins and losses. The last thing on this, the parting shot. The Lakers now need, they need Daddy to step in and help rig things to be great again. The Lakers are 86 and 233 over the last three seasons. That's who the Lakers are. They have a 270 winning percentage over the last three years. And all of that is Jim Buss's fault. All of that, none of that's Jeannie Buss's fault. All of that is Jim Buss's fault. But now that Jim Buss is gone, now Jeannie Buss is going to have to find a new fall guy for the Lakers. It's the, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Garcia is here as we go back-to-back and belly-to-belly with Maller Monologues, Eddie. That's how we do it. They're back-to-back and belly-to-belly. That, that is how we yeah, do it here exactly. on the Ben Maller Show. Amazing. And, uh, there's so, a, lot, yeah. a lot of bellies to go belly-to-belly with here. So, Belly dancing. You could say. No? Eh, no, I would not say that. <laughs> Everything all right, Eddie? You seem a little off tonight. Everything okay? No, I'm good. Sure? Everything's fine. Off? Everything's sure fine. You seem yeah. a little off your game. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Is there but, anything uh... you would like to talk about? <laughs> no, 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 no. You sure? No, nothing going on? Everything all right? Yeah. Everything's going well. Thank you for asking. Okay. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can be part of the uh, the Festivus on the radioist, if you would like, uh, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And we're going to call this one Mensa-level comic, bur- comic book nerdism. It's a mouthful, right? Let me try that again. Mensa-level comic book nerdism. We'll get to that. It's related to sports, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop da Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. I <laughs> wish I could pull off those suits. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, Daryl, listener Daryl writes and says, I could totally see a Warrior fan making fun of Laker fans, but a Clipper fan, who the hell does this guy think he is? <laughs> now that that is known as the shoot the messenger defense. Uh, notice that Daryl... Nowhere in his comment does he say, I am wrong about anything that I stated. All the facts I laid out there are relevant. They are factual. Uh, and Daryl instead decided, let's attack the messenger. Let's do the What's shoot. wrong with your clippers? Let's do the shoot the messenger. The bearer of bad news, it's got to be his fault. I liked it. That's a good, uh, good defense. When in doubt, blame the messenger. Let's go to Mark, the full name guy who's in San Francisco on Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. Hello, Mark, the full name guy. Hello, Ben Maller, the spin master of misinformation. 
I, I was, uh, Mark, I was fake news before anyone came up with fake news. That's what I was. And I gave you that name before anyone yeah. else. Donald Trump actually was listening, and he heard you say that, and then he came up with his version of fake news. You know, actually, I believe Michael Savage listens to your show and uh, appreciates uh, some of my funny comments about Hillary Clinton in Montana. Yes. He doesn't well, think very much of her either. Well, it is a savage nation, of course, yes. All right, Mark, what's on your mind, okay, please? You know, Ben Mel, I, I am so old that I have to sleep standing up. I am so old, I have to use PEDs. <laughs> I have to use PEDs, alcohol, uh, just to stay up and listen to your show. You're so it's old, you, you're so old, you can't remember what you were supposed to say. That's how old yeah, you are. I'm so old. I, I don't know. What do I want to talk about, Ben Maller? Oh, here we go. See, let's talk about this now. Now, Funhouse uh, wrote in. This, I think, this is the most offensive thing anyone's ever said about Eddie. <laughs> Uh, Funhouse writes in and says, Ben, is that Ralph Irvin or, uh, or sitting in for Eddie tonight? That's what he said. That's offensive, right, Mark? When you compare someone to Ralph Irvin, that's offensive language. Be careful, Ben. We don't want to get another meeting. <laughs> I'm not sure, oh, that's a good point. No that's comment. a good point. We love Ralph. I've known Ralph there since my go. San Diego days. I want to cuddle with him. That's how much I love Ralph. Ralph's uh, great. He's like a big teddy bear when he's here, you know, for the no half an comment. hour. So how's King Eddie doing? I'm wonderful, Mark. Thanks for asking. I'm that glad was, so many know, people Walt, are. Yeah? That Walt Hazard guess of yours? Yeah. That was outstanding. I, well, wasn't I a guess. I, that's, guess. A, that's a recycled question. I've used that question before. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, a recycled question. That Listen, was outstanding. That was not an outstanding answer. I, I appreciate he, it. He already knew the answer. I've used that before. I, I know more about college basketball than anybody on the show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and way back in 1964, before you were even born. Not, uh, what uh, a memory you have. What a memory, yeah. Uh, all right, Mark, you're, you're boring me, Mark. I got to go. You're, you're annoying me, all right? Please. Oh, wait a minute, Ben Miller. I wanted to comment. You oh. know, some of these people, especially around here, I'm not going to mention names. However, commenting on... Mark Davis and blasting Mark Davis and all the poor fans. This same this same fool who insults his callers when they don't agree with them. And I'm not referring to you, although it's true for you too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pete in Pittsburgh oh. is next. Forget it, Ben. That 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 you're a disgrace. What? No, why, 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 why do you, uh, well, Pete? You wanted to get up. What is that's not an insult, Pete? Pete, you, Pete, you are young, you are hip, that's you are everything. Was bad. No, that was that was a bad. That was a boring call. No, no, listen to me. No, no, that's not at all, Pete. Listen to me. All right, you should want to follow a call like that, and I'll I'll tell you why. It makes you look better. You look better uh, after down. a call like that. Uh, that guy sucked. Hey, Ben, calm down. You got me worked up. Seriously, I didn't even say anything to bother you. That's what I mean. Why are you mad at me? Because you yelled at me. I never yelled at you. You just yelled at me. Those were fighting words. You started the call Not with fighting words. I have no problem with you. Can I be a part of this show? Well, I don't know. You send mixed messages. Like, you want to be part of the show. You want That's the, what I mean. This you, is your issue at this point, you man. Want, I'm just a fan, No, no, man. no. Listen to me. Uh, I, hold on a sec. I'll explain to you my conundrum with Pete in Pittsburgh. I'm trying to figure out Pete. I love Pete. I think Pete's very good, and he's a big part of, of good radio. But I'm concerned. 
I feel like Pete's gone to the dark side. I need to figure out what's going on with this guy. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that more uh, unless he hangs up. And he usually hangs up, so he might not be back. I didn't hang up on him, though. Right? I mean, Danny, I didn't hang up on him, right? He's still there? You put him on hold. I put him on like. hold. Yeah. So we'll go back. Uh, and we'll also have Mallard to the third degree. I'm guaranteeing I'm going to lose Mallard to the third degree. Koopaloop was very upset, offended by my Mallard monologue. So I am calling my shot here. I have no chance. But we will do it anyway. An exercise in futility. We'll you do that. nothing. Yeah. So he says he tuned you out. He tuned me out. <laughs> kind of like the Lakers have tuned out Luke Walton. All right, we will get to Mallard of the Third Degree in 60 seconds. No long commercial break and more with our annoying friend Pete in Pittsburgh. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Mallard Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. And back to Pete in Pittsburgh. There's a balancing act with Pete in Pittsburgh. So, so Pete, p- part of you wants to get back to the old days. You want to go back to the old days when you dominated. You were on top. No one could get near you. In fact, I ran into the amazing Vladimir uh, at a basketball game this weekend, and he said the one thing he remembered that he liked the most about the show that we did back in the old days was Pete versus the world. Yeah. And then tell me, what has changed besides the way you promote me in a negative way? Well, no, you stopped calling for three years. Yeah, because I couldn't hear the show. That's you not my You know, could hear I the show, the Pete. Pete, you have a phone. You have a computer. The show's been... I have a flip phone, man. I can't, That's I, a lie. I do not have a smartphone. You're on Twitter all the time, and you're lying. Yes, I'm on Twitter, but I can't hear the radio show. Now you I'm getting can. back into it. The, the show's been streamed all over the place on iHeartRadio. We've promoted oh, it. It's all over. Now we're back on satellite radio. Shout out Sirius XM Channel 83. We're back on there, and we're on all these other platforms. Right. We know, Ben. But you could always hear the show, Pete. You, ben, there was we're ne- your fans. There was That's no- what I mean. I'm one of your biggest supporters. No, you're not. You didn't listen. Me like that. No, listen, Pete. I told you. I said, listen, you can listen on the internet. You can hear the show. It's the same thing. It's just a different platform. And you refused to do it. You disrespected the show. You know what the problem is, Ben? I figured it out recently. I'm thinking about you a lot when you don't even realize it is that you were a nerd in high school, and I hung out with popular kids. Yes, that's it, Pete. No, you, you're insulting LeBron James. Everybody knows he's a champion, he's a warrior, he's the king of the NBA. You could act as a hater all you want, but when it comes down to it, you're jealous. You never can relate to a guy like that. Guess what? I can. I support LeBron James. He has great shoes. LeBron James would not allow you in the next room. Not even the same room. Not even the next room. His, his bodyguards would not even allow you in the next room. Psychology 101. You are the one with the issue. Not me. I have no issue. I have no issue. No, you think I'm, a, I'm your little lackey that talks about smoking pot. Guess what? Yeah. It's been 15 years at this point. People don't want to hear the same material over and over. Everybody smokes pot at this point. It's not that cool anymore, Ben. Okay, congratulations, Pete. What, what do you want from me? You, you would like to take on Real Talk. You think you can take down the caller of the year. You don't understand what that means to be the caller of the year anymore. That is the most powerful thing you have on the radio show, caller of the year. Real Talk is the caller of the year. He's the gold standard on the show. And you think Who? you can come in off the street, ben, untrained, talk, and knock him down. If you want the real competition, let me know the time, the date. Give me two weeks to train. 
I'm all ready for this guy. What kind of training are you going to do, Pete? What, 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 what kind, of, kind tra- of training? I put on Rocky videos. I listen to Eye of the Tiger. I pump myself up like Hulk Hogan. I'm a champion. <laughs> I play down for you, Ben, because I've been there and done that. I'm not that excited uh, Pete, anymore hey, impressing you. You're, Brother. S- you're sounding like the old guy. You're dating yourself because you oh, made... I'm dating yeah, myself. Rock, I'm Rocky. I'm younger than you. Rock, I'm the next and, thing. But I'm I, with Pete. You might be younger than me, but I'm, co- I'm cooler than you, Pete. No, no. I, no, I no, got no. street credibility, cool. Pete. I got street credibility. You made no, two outdated references. You're a geek. You made two outdated references. You mentioned I Rocky. Love you, but you're a you geek. mentioned you Rocky. That. That's an outdated reference. And you, you're I, a radio you, geek. I have the tiger outdated I'm a reference. Guy. And you're also, a radio Pete, geek. I'm you a mentioned guy. in addition to that, you mentioned Hulk Hogan. That's yep. outdated as well. You've got to update your reference. That guy inspired my whole life until I die. Hulk Hogan inspired your entire... Hulk Hogan is a hero to every American. Did you have the Stop Hulk... It, ben. Did you have the? Did you have the vitamins, the Hulk Hogan you're vitamins you're when you were a little kid? You're a DC guy. You like those little science shows. I, I do. I, I like documentaries. I do. I love I'm a documentaries. man, Ben. I'm you're a not man. A, you're not a man, Pete. Brother. I'm uh, almost 40. You're not a man. Yeah. All right. I'm almost 40. All right. I, I got to go. You're annoying me. Can I go now? I'm good? Yes? Right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Yeah, thank you. Another fun conversation with Pete in Pittsburgh. We don't do shout-outs, so we will not. We will not give any shout-outs. I would like to, but I can't. I can't, unfortunately. But if, I, if we did do a shout-out, I would probably say hello to Matt, who's listening in Korea. Does the show sound better in Korea? Or does the show sound worse in Korea? Number one. Yeah. Uh, Patrick says, I always wonder if I should call in after having a few but after the Mark the Full Name Guy phone call earlier this hour, uh, that's kind of par for the course uh, on the Ben Maller Show. And Daryl, who's hiding behind his smartphone, says, You are such a fraud, Big Ben. I only have so many characters. If I could, I would crush you and your sorry-ass clippers without hesitation. Well, that's the funny thing, Daryl. I, I didn't bring up the Clippers. I brought up the Lakers, and I know you want to make this about the Clippers, but that's that's a, a red herring. That's out of Danny G's playbook. That's the classic red herring, right? You respond with a different argument. Not to, the, still not to the, the, not the argument I brought up, which is about the Lakers. Your response is, let's use a little deception here, and I'll bring in an irrelevant issue that was not part of the conversation. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. We bring in a man. Did you go to the shack uh, thing on Friday, Coop? Were you there? I was not there. You were no. not there. So you're not a big Laker fan. You didn't show up. Well, that would require driving, Ben, and apparently the Coop Loop hates to get in his car. In Coop's defense, well, it would have t- from where Coop lives, it would have taken approximately nine hours to get there. Yeah, see, you're actually the one that talked me out of going, Ben. I, yeah, I, was, I did. I talked about I it. I was all about it. Then you brought up many good points. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know. Friday I'll afternoon. Just, I'm sure it was a real home. tough sell for Ben. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Look, I've been to those things before. I, I've been to a couple of those uh, mausoleum ceremonies. And they're, well, they they're only fun. have 50 statues outside the stable. <laughs> so one I of those mausoleum believe. ceremonies? Yeah, it was a, oh, it was a mausoleum ceremony. No, of course, I, no Clipper statues. I'm planning on going when Nick Young has his statue. I will be at that one. I will be there. That'll be fun. It'll be a big party. The Nick Young statue. It'll be cool. It'll be good. It'll be the one where he's celebrating, putting his hands in the air, and the, he misses the basket. You know, he turns around. That'll be the one. All, All right. right. We already know how this is going to go, so let's <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> you, 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 you.
doing? You lose. Good day, sir. All right, Ben. Yes. When uh, Brock Osweiler went over to the Cleveland Browns. One of the great moments in NFL history. Yes. I think you'd agree. Yes. We all thought that it was only a matter of time before the Cleveland Browns would release him. Well, uh Brock Osweiler's still on the Browns roster, and in fact, Hugh Jackson just said that he will compete for a spot as long he's, as he's on the team. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> ben, where do you think Osweiler is when the 2017 season starts? Well, here's the deal. Brock Osweiler's going to be in the NFL, and at this point, until he's actually released, it is more likely than not that Brock Osweiler will be a backup to the backup in Cleveland. And here's why. A, Hugh Jackson is both a quarterback whisperer self-titled quarterback whisperer, and a Father Flanagan type. And what does that mean? That means that he loves a good salvage job. There is no better salvage job in the NFL than this guy. Uh, Brock Osweiler was not only unstable as a quarterback in Houston, he was mismatched against NFL defenses. We don't need to beat a dead horse. We know. We saw it. He has a horribly slow release, and you cannot consistently succeed with that kind of release, people thought it would get better. It didn't get better. And B, even if the Browns draft a quarterback in the first round, which is more probable than not, they will still have a junior varsity depth chart at quarterback. The big selling point for Osweiler is John Elway gave him a seal of approval. And that means something, right? Elway wanted that guy to replace Peyton Manning. So only only to lose him because of a bidding war, there was some, you know, Houston offered more money, there was that factor that, Messed everything up. But that still carries weight. So I expect Osweiler to suck again, but his days in the NFL are not over. He will be the backup to the backup, likely in Cleveland. But even if he got released, Osweiler will end up on a 53-man roster this season in the NFL. Next. Now, you avoided it yesterday. I didn't avoid anything, you Coop. Did. You did. You I didn't avoid it. anything. And you, you even- you're the producer. You should. It's called broadcasting, not narrowcasting. Not only did you avoid it, you went as far as to lie. I didn't and lie. say that you didn't even I, watch I the was, game. I was watching college basketball yeah, elite no. eight activity. I know, I know my how job, you do, Ben. Coop. You had the remote in your hand. No, you were switching back That's and forth. That's not true. You were watching that disaster I, I of a was game. Lo- Don't lie. Locked in on Vern Lundquist. I love Vern. Well, since you you avoided it, like the uh, what the wuss that you are. I, oh, you called me a wuss. Yep. What kind of teacher calls a student a wuss? <laughs> I have to bring it up now, since since you couldn't. The Clippers blew an 18-point lead with five minutes left. That's never been done before, Ben. Chris- <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the joy. <laughs> you the joy in his voice? Chris Paul, after the game, called it the worst regular season loss of his entire career. <laughs> well, he's had a lot. So, yeah. Are you worried now, Ben? <laughs> no, listen, this is a false narrative. I didn't lie, Coop. I was not watching the Clipper game against the Kings. Again, I have to broadcast. That would be narrow casting. I know. It's amazing that so many people want me to talk about the Clippers all the time. How much time do you spend on the Lakers today? Well, that's the big story. That's yeah, the, big the big story, story the yesterday was that historic that not, loss. The big story yesterday was college basketball. That was the big story yesterday. How many times has the Final Four I, happened I, I can't in the history do, of sports? I can't do Clipper talk 24-7. <laughs> as much as I would like to, the bosses, the powers that be will not allow me to do that. But to you answer no, no, stop! You to, no, turn that off! To answer your question, Coop, your long-winded, braggadocious question, okay, to answer that, I'm not worried. You know who should be worried? 
Doc Rivers is the one that should be worried. He's the one that's going to lose his job here. Now, a couple of things. Number one, there is a term that I'm going to hang my hat on until proven otherwise. The term, You know what the term is? Sandbagging. You ever heard the term sandbagging? Uh, that is the act of uh, intentionally not playing your best because nothing is on the line. I think Cleveland right now is sandbagging. I believe they're sandbagging, waiting for the playoffs to come around, and then they'll flip the switch. But on a positive note, the L.A. Clippers, this season, the much maligned L.A. Clippers, when they have played winning basketball teams, they have a 618 winning percentage. They're 21 and 13. Did you know the LA Clippers have won more games against teams with a winning record this year than the Houston Rockets? So they play up to the level of competition. In the playoffs, they'll play good teams. They're fine. Next. Uh, what are they, 9 and 10 since the All Star break? Again, Coop, they have won against teams with a winning record 21-13. and 13. That includes, in the recent stretch, wins against the Boston Celtics and uh, several other good teams. All right, well, the Redskins proposed a new rule. Again, we talked about uh, the Redskins proposing a rule the other day, but a different one this time around uh, that would allow unlimited challenges as long as they're successful. Now, this directly conflicts with the NFL's goal to speed up the game. Well, what do you think about the proposal, Ben? Well, I, I, I think it's reasonable. I use the word reasonable. First of all, as long as teams have a timeout, I believe they should be allowed to challenge perceived injustices by the officials, mistakes. Uh, there should be no artificial limits to this. And if the coaches understand the rule book better than the officials and they are able to detect, or detect, I should say, uh, mistakes, then they deserve the ability to correct the mistake. There's nothing wrong with that. And secondly, the idea that these games will go seven hours because of all these coaching challenges is nonsense. Coaches are still going to have to weigh whether or not they are correct. The call will be overturned. And whether you want to chop up the flow of the game, I would think that the majority of challenges would be when a team's on defense trying to slow up the rhythm of the offense and not, not vice versa. So you're never going to completely get away from the human element of this. Uh, you can't. But I don't think it's it's unreasonable at all. I think it's sensible to do that. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. That's a winner! Ben, you failed this edition. <laughs> you get nothing. You get all right. Nothing. Uh, stop. You lose. Like a big fat clown. <laughs> Are you having fun? You look like a big fat clown. Let's clamp. hit the little. Let's hit the buttons. Let's hit all the buttons. You uh, stupid. Uh, time now for the instant trivia. Name the last player before Jordan Bell of Oregon to have 12 plus rebounds in five straight NCAA tournament games. Last player prior to Jordan Bell of Oregon, 12 plus rebounds, five straight tournament games. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio. We need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And we go all in in a moment. Here's the Insta trivia. Name the last player prior to Jordan Bell of Oregon this year to have 12-plus rebounds in five consecutive tournament games. That's the question. What's the answer? Our buddy Troy in Seattle is going with Clyde the Glide Drexler. Mike checks in with T.J. Hoosh Manzada. Chuck the Condor, guessed by Dolphin Mike. Anthony Bennett from Robbie. That's his answer. Ray Charles from the King. Uh, Mr. NBA Pick'em, Eddie Garcia. That's incorrect, Will. I'm actually winning the NBA 
pick him. Uh, Mel Turpin, dinner bell Mel Turpin from Bill Miller. Eddie, do you have an answer? Yes. Okay. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. No. Known as the Dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. Back in the early 80s. That was my other guess. The Dream comes true. Uh, but not in this case for you, Eddie. Let's go all in. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. How did we do yesterday, Koopa Loop? I was stealing candy from a baby, picking the the Spurs to beat the Cavs. Yes, you and Eddie won, and uh, Nick and I pushed. All right, we got to go quick. Another easy night here. Wizards, nine-point favorites. They win this game by 15 or more against the Lakers. Eddie. Hockey Senators at Flyers. Somehow Philadelphia is minus the uh, goal and a half. I will take the Senators. Danny G. Big Ben. Bucks at Charlotte. Hornets are given three. Think Giannis is going to have a huge game, so I'm all in on Milwaukee. Always big when Milwaukee and Charlotte get together. Coop. Ben, I'm going to head back to that Wizards-Lakers game. I'm going to take the over set at 226. I'm 226 and a half, Coop. Adding another layer to the folklore around Tom Brady from the NFL owners' meetings. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Rate quote. Later this hour, Maller's Mountain of Money will make its weekly appearance on the radio. We'll have that for you coming up. It's a metal event. We'll have that for you in a little bit. But I want to begin with the the big news out of the NFL owners. Now, there's some new information out later we'll get to on Adrian Peterson. Because I know you're fascinated on washed-up running backs and where they end up. But I wanted to start with what happened involving Bob Kraft the goofy owner of the New England Patriots. Now, one of the interesting things, at least I thought it was interesting, and since it's the show that, that I kind of do here, it's my, my gig, uh, I wanted to talk about it, and it, it came from Bob Kraft. He said a couple of interesting things, but one of the things that caught my attention, and maybe you missed this, was Bob Kraft said that Tom Brady told him recently that Brady intends to continue to play at a high level for six or seven years. Now, these are similar comments to what Brady has said in the past, but this comes from Bob Kraft. So let's address this uh, one more time. Now, keep in mind that Tom Brady, is he coming off a Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, Did he play wonderful in the second half? Absolutely. Late third quarter, fourth quarter, amazing. Tom Brady will also be 40 years old in August. So how likely is it do you think that Tom Brady will be playing NFL games into his mid-40s or late 40s. It's 2017 right now. Will Tom Brady, we'll, we'll all still be here because God knows I've, I've reached the highest point of my incompetence, the Peter Principle. So we'll be here in a handful of years, six years from now, in 2023. Are we talking about Tom Brady at age 46, about to be 46, starting what could be his final season as quarterback for the Patriots? Uh, I'm going to use the word unrealistic. That's the proper word to describe the idea that Tom Brady could play until he's going to be 46 or 47 years old. In fact, I've got, I'll give Brady a less than 10% chance of playing till the age of 45. And you got to do the simple math on this. It's not that hard. I'll give you my logic behind this. 
First of all, Tom Brady has a couple of things he's got to do, obviously. He's got to have that continuing desire, the burning desire, which he's had his entire career with the Patriots, to be great, to be elite. Right? If you don't have that with the Patriots, they will get rid of you. They will get rid of you like toilet paper that is used up. All of those championships are wonderful. As long as Belichick's hanging around, he is not going to keep Tom Brady for sentimental reasons. That's not how they're wired. It's not going to work out that way. So the Patriots don't operate that way. How long can Tom Brady perform at the elite level, even with modern-day training? And football being turned into some kind of touch version of the NFL. You are still going to get kicked. You are going to get kneed, elbowed, poked in the eye on a regular basis. The mitigating factor here is health. You don't know. I don't know. And Tom Brady doesn't know how that's going to work out. Brady's had a major injury in his career. He missed pretty much the entire season. That gave us Matt Castle for the Patriots a number of years back. But since then, has Tom Brady been relatively injury-free? Yes. Is the Grim Reaper, Father Time, always lurking around in the in the weeds, ready to attack? Absolutely. Secondly, the pride. Pride matters in this. Pride's a factor in Tom Brady's quest to play until he's 46 or 47. Because would Tom Brady be willing, with all the accomplishments, to be a backup? you got to swallow a lot of pride, a lot of machismo to hold on to a clipboard. Tom Brady could enjoy, if he wanted to, a nomadic journey all over the NFL. Right? You can go around and be the safety blanket for random NFL teams. You could totally see, totally see, Tom Brady going to a team like the 49ers or the Rams and hanging around at age 44 and just kind of you know, doing his thing, uh, being a marketing gimmick, sell a few tickets. Because everyone buys tickets to watch the backup quarterback. If you look back at the past 25 years, we have seen quarterbacks play into their mid-40s. It's not that outrageous. However, they have two things in common. They were all backups at the end, the last couple of years of their career, and they weren't very good. So is Tom Brady willing to be a backup and not be very good just to hang around just so he can say he played till he was 46 or 47? And is there any way that Brady would stay with the Patriots and pass the baton to somebody else? It seems, again, I'll go back to the word here uh, that I used, unrealistic, and I'll also use the word unlikely. But I look back the last 25 years, I mentioned there's some quarterbacks that have played until their mid-40s. Steve DeBerg. Now, this goes back to the late 90s, but it's been the last 20 years. Steve DeBerg was a backup for the Atlanta Falcons at age 44. He started one game. Warren Moon in 2000, 17 years ago, Warren Moon with the Kansas City Chiefs at age 44 had one touchdown, one interception. Doug Flutie. Flutie Flakes in 2005, 12 years ago. Patriots. Backup. Tom Brady. Played till age 43. Had no touchdowns for the Patriots. I remember him kicking more than I do throwing a football that year. The drop kick. Vinny Testaverde, 44 years old. He actually played more than these other guys in 07. Ten years ago for the Carolina Panthers, Vinny Testaverde started six games at age 44. How'd he do? Uh, don't ask. 
Uh, had a quarterback rating like 65, had more interceptions than touchdowns. So it's not completely out in left field that Tom Brady could play until his mid-40s. The idea that Brady could be great until his mid-40s, that is not going to happen. That is not not going to happen at all. What about Bill Belichick, though? Here's Robert Kraft on the future of Bill Belichick, who is hanging around. How many more years does he have left? I hope he does it till his 80s. 80s? But that's for him. You know, I I think Bill is a personality who, you know, I watch him. I watch his energy. Um, He's got tremendous energy, and he... You know, he loves what he does, so I just hope he does it for a long time. And, you know, Tommy, as recently as a couple days ago, told me he'd like to pay for the next six, seven years. So I really hope both those things happen. Yeah. You want to bet on that? Belichick, what is he? He's got a birthday in April, so he'll be 65 years old in a couple of weeks. Happy birthday. I'm sure he'll have a big cake, balloons, the whole thing. So at age 65, in realistically, Belichick can coach seven more years, six, seven more years, early 70s, and then bow out. The last thing here, if Tom Brady, let's go back to Tom Brady, if Tom Brady is willing to be emasculated, then I will give him a legitimate chance to play until age 45. Otherwise, forget about it. Now, I, I would like to we'll bring in Edmund Dallas Garcia here, but one of the legendary stories we all heard as kids, depending on how old you are, you might have lived it, was about George Blanda. Right? George Blanda, the, the old quarterback who played football. You've heard the story, right, Eddie? The, all the old geezers tell this story. George Blanda played football at age 48. 48 years old, George Blanda was still yeah, playing in the NFL. Yeah, he looked like he was 58 because he had the gray hair, but uh, he was also mostly a kicker at that time. Exactly. That's the thing. George Blanda, spent the, the legend, we always talk about the legend becomes the fact. You go with the legend. The legend is, well, he was 48 years old playing quarterback. No, he wasn't. He ended his years as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback for the Houston Oilers at age 39. The last nine seasons, he was a kicker. So can Brady kick Eddie? You think that Brady I don't, would be not that I know of. No. Not that I know of. Because if he can kick, he could play till he's fifty. I could see that happen. Well, if he could kick well, then uh yeah. there's a chance. But I don't I don't believe he uh I don't believe he's gonna be a kicker. George Blanda started one game at quarterback past the age of thirty nine. So if Tom Brady starts two games this upcoming year, he will have surpassed George Blanda. That's amazing, actually. Yeah. Isn't that odd? Uh, but you think he's going to go be a backup somewhere? Well, it, it, I, I here's can't imagine that. Well, why not? If he wants to keep playing, go be. Yeah, a he wants to keep playing. He doesn't. He's not going to go sit on the bench and hold a clipboard somewhere. Yeah. The Patriots are not going to keep Tom Brady if he starts sucking. They will get rid of him. I totally agree with you. But I just I don't think he's going to go somewhere and be a. Well, maybe he could go somewhere else like and start. Doug Flutie was. There's always a desperate team out there that would bring him in at age 44. Jacksonville could bring Tom Brady in to start. You know, five years from now at quarterback. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, Adrian Peterson, no one wants him. Nobody wants to touch Adrian Has Peterson. Has Spike Lee commented on this yet? I've not heard from no. Spike Lee. Okay. We'll check his Twitter accounts, his social media accounts. Uh, clearly, this is fishy. There, have, there has been some Racist. movement. There has been some movement, though. Bob Quinn. Do you know who Bob Quinn is? Bob Quinn. Yeah, who? Does that name ring a bell for you? 
Bob Quinn. Never heard of him. It does, it, uh, he's he does not ring a bell. The GM of the Detroit Lions. Bob Quinn said he thinks that Adrian Peterson still has gas left in the tank. Gas left in the tank. What do you think? Peterson, Honolulu Blue, Motor City? Yeah, um, eh. Sure. This is Bob Marader. Bring the gas. <laughs> is this the same guy who uh, is in love with Mixon? Is this, is yeah, this Bob the same guy Quinn. Who, yeah, he brought Mixon uh, in for boy, a while. He, he likes the uh, likes the child beaters and the and the woman beaters. Oh, huh? look at that, Eddie. That's that's a hot take uh, right there. What about a nine year old girl? So now you're on, Eddie. You got those smelling salts worked. <laughs> that's my Eddie right there. I like that, Eddie. Vicious, a savage dog. That's a savage dog. Now, Bob Quinn did not say, Eddie, if the Lions were actually interested in Adrian Just says Peterson. he has gas, huh? It got gas left in the yeah. tank. Gas Ruff, left Ruff, in the tank. Ruff. Yeah. So, what, what about this backfield? Joe Mixon drafted in the second round and Adrian Peterson. Oh, angry Bill. Uh, you, talk about a, gasket. you talk about a one-two punch, literally, in the backfield for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> they would be able to counterpunch any team in the NFL. No one would mess with the Lion running backs. No children, no women would mess with the (laughs) Lions. Oh, there's no question. All right. All right. Uh, It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. The Raiders have said goodbye to Oakland, but not yet. It's a a long goodbye, Eddie. It's a long goodbye. They're going to to Las Vegas. But on the bright side, they are raising ticket prices next year in Oakland, so they've got that going for them. And I'm going to maintain what I said yesterday, which you can hear on the podcast, which is available. Check our podcast out. On iTunes, and give us five stars. Five stars. We gotta get the how many stars? Five stars. When you review, not two, not three, not four. Yeah, good job, LeBron. And uh, and anyway, so check out the podcast. But my my main point is, if you buy a Raider ticket over the next couple years, if you live in Oakland and you buy a ticket, you are a dope. You are a sucker. Uh, if you buy Raider tickets, the team is gone. They're out of there. They don't want you anymore. They don't want you. And you are going to continue to support that team? Not that they've been supported. They were last in attendance anyway last year. But it just it's, it's, this is not how you do it. You announce you move, you move. You don't announce you're going to move and then stick around for a couple of years. This should not work out. This should be a disaster. You will admit, though, that the Raider fan base is a little different than your regular fan base. Everyone says that, but they still, they, they've still they got their lives, Eddie, and they, you invest no, no, yourself. Believe, I'm, I'm sure there are some fans in Oakland that are just as angry and heartbroken as, as any fans that have had this happen to them. But it, they have moved before, and they are moving again, and Danny G knows, it, being a Raider fan, that there are a lot of Raider fans that will still support the yeah, team. But if you're, a, if you're a 22-year-old guy, all right, the Raiders came back to Northern California in 1995, right? 95, right around there. Yep. So your entire life, you any memories you have about the NFL, if you're a Raider fan, are with the Oakland Raiders. Now, if you're an old fart, then sure, I get it. The Raiders have moved many times. Ben, I was at that very first game back in Oakland. You were there, you said. For, I was, yes. For the San Diego. It was against the, the St. Louis Rams, ironically enough. And uh, Greg Robinson returned from injury and ran a touchdown in on the first possession. The place was going bananas. It, it was amazing to have the Raiders back there. But, Eddie, one thing I will say, they raised the, the ticket prices because uh, the Oakland Coliseum tripled the rent for, for the Raiders to be there. 
So the you know Oakland. Oh, so you got to pass it on. No, to the I'm not, not passing it on. Well, the, yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, the county, the county there is just as much to blame with everything that's happened. Obviously, I, I disagree. I disagree. But the optics are horrible still. Even if they did have a, reason I, to I it, agree. But the rent there was nine hundred and fifty nine hundred and fifty million. Now it's three and a half, uh, or, or nine hundred fifty thousand rather. Now it's three and a half million for rent. If I was the plumber at the Coliseum in Oakland, I would not rush. To they fix have a the plumber there. Well, I would not. I would not. When the the toilets overflow with feces, I would not flush to fix. I would not run to fix the uh, the toilets and make sure they flush. Now, what do you think about Sam Boyd Stadium? Because they say they're a year away from renovating it. To 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 fit. Oh, they can expedite that. They they can they can put a rush on that and make. Eddie's but Eddie, you bought season tickets for a soccer stadium, uh, where the Chargers are going to play. You can you can make it reason. You've got enough time. The NFL doesn't start playing regular season games till September. It's March. If you really wanted to, you could get that stadium ready. They don't want to. They're not in a rush. All right. So the Ben Maller show on. Fox, I I do think ultimately though this will be the last year for the Raiders and Oakland. I can't. Think, they're going to do two years of this. That's, what, that's one, what I'm thinking. I, yeah. I'm thinking after this next season coming up, they'll be at Sam Boyd. All right, uh, Ben Maller, show on Fox, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. There's some catfish on the menu. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our technical producer. He's back after a night off. He is, well, his first name is Danny. His last name, still a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. The head is good, but the hump is thick. (laughs) (laughs) Plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. That Danny G name mystery is such a long mystery. It's one of the, It's like Jack the Ripper. No one can solve the mystery. The Bermuda Triangle, the Shroud of Turin, no one can answer these great mysteries. What is Danny G's name? The longest-running mystery on radio. We say hello to Melba Toast, who's in beautiful British Columbia on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Melba Toast. Hello, Ben. How you doing? If I was any better, I'd be a Jay, but not a Blue Jay because they're not going to win the World Series. Oh well, that's a, that's that's an opinion, not a fact. Uh, 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 Coop actually messed up the name of my town, which is Nanaimo. Uh, have you ever heard of a, a Nanaimo bar? Oh please, I know every town in British Columbia. What are you talking about? But have you ever heard of a Nanaimo bar? It's a confectionery type thing it, it is delicious i'm it's a talk known... show host i know everything what are you talking about how dare you <laughs> all right well anyway the, the, the raptors is what i wanted to talk about yes the... Uh, the great toronto raptors with the uh, gimpy kyle lowry is he gonna come back no timetable there's no timetable for his return supposedly he's gonna be back for the playoffs there's no timetable but they're playing excellent right now and and, and if lowry comes back Ben, do you think if Lowry comes back and he's even at half speed, um, we we could definitely beat uh, the, the the Celtics? Oh and, sure, and, oh, and the Wizards. Oh stop, 
Stop. Don't, uh, but, don't, but, don't uh, kid uh, yourself. Uh, Listen to me. It does, all this comes down to a simple case. It doesn't matter whether Lowry's there or not for the Toronto Raptors. You know what the Raptors need more than anything? They need confusion and disorder in Cleveland. That's what they need. They, well, and th- that, that is there. Well, now it's there because it's the regular season, but is that going to be there when the playoffs start? That's the question for the Cavaliers. Yeah, right now they suck, the Cavs, but are they going to play like that with that lack of effort when the playoffs begin? If they play like that, Toronto can beat Cleveland, Boston, Washington, any of those teams could beat them. Yep, I, I love the, hearing that. I, I think if, if we beat Cleveland, then the West, we're we're going to get so here's what our, you have, our it, it, handed to it. Here's what you have to do, Melba Toast. You have to get like a voodoo doll and put some voodoo on LeBron and the Cavs because that's the way the Raptors can win the East. Okay. All right. Fair, yeah. fair enough. You, you, you asked me before uh, what, what, the, what the Nymo things we, we could eat. Uh, Longwood Brewery, uh, uh, Islander Ale. Islander Ale. Write that down, Coop. From the Longwood Brewery. All right. He's writing that down. All right. Thank you, Melba. All right, there thank you, man. The great Melbatos. Randy is dandy on Fox Sports Radio. That's a little corny, yes. All right, uh, Randy, what's going on? Hey, you remember Steve Wynn? Yeah, I've, I've heard the Wynn. name. Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah you know, the developer. The de- well, you know, you know the Mirage. Uh, you're, you're a Las Vegas boy, right? Well, I- Never lived and, there. I uh, go there enough. I feel like I'm an honorary citizen of Las Vegas. But yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm an old high school teacher, and that's where I do my R and R. They had an iconic commercial back in the day where uh, Frank Sinatra throws the towel at Steve Wynn. Now, the reason why the Raiders are going to be under control is that Steve has uh, got. got uh, uh, Mark Davis uh, in his crosshairs, and he'll snap that towel at him if any of the boys uh, screw up. That's all. But Steve Wynn is worth more money than Mark Davis. He, he, he just <laughs> oh, can't, yeah, a lot but, more. But, but, yeah, but he can't own the NFL team because he's a casino magnet. So he, he, yeah, but he's behind the scenes, right? Well, that's what everyone's saying now. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows whether that's that's true or not? Is well, can he, Steve Wynn see? He went blind, didn't he? He lost his vision. I thought. Yeah, he's yeah. out at Manhattan Beach. He took forty thousand k and parlayed it into. Uh, he beat Trump at his own game out there. Really? Oh, good for him. Yep. Nice. Yep. Can you? Can that's you? Do, do you know him? Can you get some real estate advice from Wynn by chance? You know. I can get it from Howard Hughes's ghost, though. Well, that'd be just <laughs> as good. You know. Yeah, you bet. I'll, you, know what I'll, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll use my dartboard, what I use for the NCAA tournament for real estate advice. I'll just start throwing darts, and then wherever the darts land, that I'll be good. You know. So, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll just tell you that the Las Vegas can take care of itself. You know, and the other thing is, uh, if you have you been to the Mirage? I've I've never stayed there. I've walked through the Mirage. Okay, Very so nice, yes. Steve Wynn developed the Mirage, the Bellagio, and the Nugget. And, you know, one of the things I used to notice back in the 90s was that the Baccarat tables were almost empty. So what I figure is that Steve is going to do with the Asian market what you guys do with us, is use us for content. And and the Raiders are going to be content for the Asians, and they'll be filling up the Baccarat tables. Racist. (laughs) That's an interesting way of phrasing that, Randy. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, although I, I, I will uh, be fair, I, although Randy might not have said it the proper way, uh, the casino industry in Vegas is benefit, benefactor. They're the benefactor of a lot of foreign travel. Uh, the uh, the people have taken to gambling in Asia, and what's the? Remember we talked about it a couple of months ago. There's a hotel, uh, not on the Strip, but is catering only to clients from Asia. Like the whole premise of the hotel uh, is they they don't even care about people from L.A. and all that. They're just trying to get the big whales, the big gamblers from Asia to come over and just roll all of their money into the hotel. It's an interesting business strategy. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Uh, we will get to Maller's Mountain of Money. We've got a catfish tale to tell. That and more. We'll get to it all in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. Now we're a little backed up, so let's let's take care of this. These are both wonderful stories, and a good talk show host would have spent a whole segment talking about each of these things, but I'm not a good talk show host, so we'll we'll You're rush fired. we'll rush through this. Uh, which is the better story? Now, we teased this earlier, way back, you know, 17 hours ago. A Mensa-level comic book nerdness. We're going to combine that with catfish on the menu. You tell me what the better story is. Uh, in the NBA, Tim Duncan has decided to name his daughter after a Marvel comic book character. I'm not making that up. Uh, Tim Duncan announced on some podcast, uh, I don't know where this was, but uh, he, he announced that he is going to name his daughter, or he already has uh, decided on this. The Marvel comic book uh, character will be the, the child will be named Quill. Now, why, why Quill? You ask why Quill? Well, if you're not a comic book nerd, I wonder if Coop knows this. Are you a comic book? You're not a comic book nerd. No, you're not. I mean, I do like. Uh, different comic book stories, like but I don't know that. Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Who is it, Eddie? The character? Yeah. Yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Peter Quill. Yeah. Yeah. So the daughter's going to be named Quill. How, Interesting. Where, where does that name rank on dumb child names uh, list? Still not better than Penn Jillette's kids. No, it, it doesn't come anywhere close. No? There's there's so many more ridiculous ones. That's That one's tame. Now, Penn Jillette, though, has got the, he's the king, the, the magician, comedian. Daughter named Moxie, crime fighter. That's uh, that's the gold standard. So, but good luck to Tim. I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. He got on the cover of a comic book a couple years ago. I remember talking about that story. I don't remember the name of the comic book, but I remember it was a big deal in the comic book world that they put a jock on the on the front of a comic book. It was like a big thing. You know? uh, and the other story here, the catfish story. There's a guy that goes by the name Maserati Rick, and uh, you should. This is quite the story. This guy, for the past three years, has been going around South Florida pretending to be a Miami Dolphin player, and 
he in, in, he was so successful getting uh, you know betting ladies, and he got a bunch of meals comped. The whole thing, the scam, the ruse has been exposed by the website Black Sports Online. They grabbed a bunch of, of uh, different photos from the guy's Instagram uh, and social media accounts. He eventually deleted them all. But this guy has been going around. He never played college football. He somehow was able to get to a regional combine tryout with the, with the Miami Dolphins in 2014. And ever since then, ever since then, he has posted a bunch of photos which have been doctored to appear like he is part of the Miami Dolphins, including him signing a contract which he's never actually signed. He even had the Dolphin helmet in the photo, like the the helmet, the water bottles. There's a couple of dudes uh, around him that appear to be his agents. He's signing the photo. Uh, There's that. There's him uh, working out what appears to be a combine uh, with the, the whole thing. He said he made history by running a 3.0 second uh, in the uh, 20-yard shuffle. Fastest ever in the NFL combine. He's never been to the combine. Uh, and uh, Anyway, so all these uh, women were hooking up. He was get, hooking up with him. He was getting uh, steakhouse meals for free and Coral Gables. You name it. He even convinced a car dealership to let him test drive high-end automobiles. High-end on him, all over Miami. He never played for the Dolphins. Doesn't anyone have Google? <laughs> so what's the better story there? Is it the comic book thing, the Tim Duncan, or a guy going three years telling a lot of people all over Florida that he played for the Dolphins and women hooking up with him, free meals, the cars, and he never played for the Dolphins? You got to go catfish, right? You got to go catfish. The ruse is up, but that's pretty impressive that you can pull that off for for three years. So I guess that the lesson, the moral of that story is if you are convincing enough and you have the right photos on your social media, you can convince anybody that you are anything at any time in any place. Well, this guy's going to need to get a job. I recommend ZipRecruiter. That's what I recommend. He can no longer pretend to be a Miami Dolphin. Now, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, listen to me. You need to post your job on all the top job sites. And the good news, now you can. That's with our friends over at ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all the big ones with a single click saving you time and getting to where you want to go find candidates in any city or industry nationwide just post once and then watch all of your qualified candidates roll in to the very easy to use interface at zip recruiter no juggling the emails pain in the ass the phone calls to the office don't have to worry about it quickly screen through the candidates rate them and then you can hire the right person for you and you can do it fast find out today why zip recruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And the good news, check this out. I had some people tweet me screenshots. They were looking at this. It made my made me feel pretty good. Go to ZipRecruiter.com right now for free. You, you can post, as a listener to the show, you can post jobs on that website for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Maller. 
Now, <laughs> Mailer's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, this is Mallers Mountain of Money, and uh, if you would like to play, 877-99 on five. What happened, Coop? These people hung up? All right, we had our contestants lined up. They they didn't like that zip recruiter read? What was wrong with that? It was a good I spot. I guess their answer was neither of those stories. No, they had, that was not. <laughs> All right, uh, eight seven. Coop's going through the calls right now, so you keep calling. 877-99 on Fox. And this is a medal event, Mallers Mountain of Money. It is going to be, I'll give you a clue here, it's the William Shatner edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. So it's the William Shatner edition. And as you know, we've had our spats with Shats, which is still continuing, Danny G. He's still upset with us, William Shatner. No wonder the contestants are being blocked right now. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, now, now, Shatner, it's a long story, and we don't have time to get into it right now. But he's be- we've become uh, rivals here. The Maller Militia sparring against the Trekkies. And I've, I've enjoyed that. So we'll, we'll keep that going. If you had to guess, how many hundreds of listeners have officially been blocked by Shad? Well, I estimated 7,000, over 7,000. I might have been a little high on that. But I, I do think the number, realistically, I think we're into, into well over 200. I'm not exaggerating. I think we're over 200 people. Over 200 people. All right, we have Luis in El Paso who's going to uh, – Luis, rather. Luis, hello, Luis. Hey, finally you got my name right, Ben. That's right. Well, of course. Such attitude, Luis. That's a bad job by you. Uh, all right, Luis, you're in El Paso. You ready to do this? Of course. All right. Uh, tell the guy in Sheboygan what you do for a living. Animal control. Animal control. All right. You're an animal. All right. Hold on a sec. All right. <laughs> Luis is going to play. And uh, who else? Tony, the grocery uh, guy. All right. The grocery guy? Yeah. Hello, Tony. Hey, Big Ben, how you doing, man? All right, very good, Tony. Uh, very good. Hold on, uh, Tony. You work at a grocery store. Uh, now, here I'm going to do a very unorthodox thing here. I think what we should do here is pause for the cause, and then we'll play the game, all right? Now that we have our contestants lined up, because I want to give as much time as we can to Mallers Mountain Money. So let's pause right now, and then we will have Mallers Mountain Money. It is a metal event. Luis and Tony, the grocer, uh, grocery guy, we will have them matched up. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. A night without the Ben Maller Show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, let's get to it. Maller's Mountain of Money. The grocery guy's out. His phone blew up, so we've put Logan in Columbus. And you ready to go, Logan? Let's do it. All right, uh, Luis and Logan. Luis, who, um, do you, who do you want to partner up with, Luis? Well, I don't want you to cheat, Ben, so I will pick Danny G. All right, uh, Danny G is in. Uh, Logan, who do you want to partner with, Logan? I'll take Coop. All right, Coop, you're in. All right, good. Here we go. It's Mallers Mountain of Money, and the category is the William Shatner edition. It's uh, the category <laughs> number one. We have Star Trek. Category number two, TJ Hooker. Category three, Boston Legal. And category four is Priceline. Uh, Luis, you got on the air first. Where do you want to go with this? Let's do Star Trek. All right, we'll start with Star Trek. And uh, Logan, which category do you want first? Uh, Star Trek. Oh, Are you stupid? Uh, you can't have that. The other guy picked it. What's wrong with you? Um, Pick a different category. You got T.J. Hooker, Boston Legal, and Priceline. 
Priceline. All right, we'll do Priceline for Coop. All right, let's put 45 seconds on the clock. It'll be Danny right. G and Luis and Eddie. Uh, you're going to keep scoring all, all right. that. All, all right. right, here we go. Luis, you ready? Right. Yeah, anyway, I'm ready. Th- these athletes had acting right. performances nearly as ridiculous as Shats and ca- as Captain Kirk. All right, here we go. The current quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, jump in. Joe Flacco. Yes. Uh, king of the rebounds uh, with the Michael Jordan Bulls back in the day. Wore a wedding Dennis dress Rodman. with Madonna. Yes. Uh, this former Lakers center, he slept with 20,000. No, he slept with 20,000. Oh, Will Chamberlain. Women. Yes. Uh, Mania, this wrestler, uh, tore his shirt off and said, brother. Uh, brother. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Chris is the son of this Fox analyst who played for the Raiders, number 75. How long? Yes. Uh, this former Seattle Seahawks player got ran over by Bo Jackson. The oh, Bo- Brian Bosworth. Yes. Wow. Uh, his brother is one of the mics. Oh, oh, ran out of ran time. Ran out of time there. <laughs> Two that would have been a good, hard one. Good man. job, though. Yeah. How long is that clock? Jeez. Almost got it. I know, right? It could, doesn't this, the clock seem a little longer? All right. Yeah, 200, Danny does it. It's like points. 65 what? seconds. I hit it as points. soon as we started. All right. All right. We got to hurry up. Uh, 240. Now, 240. Lo- <laughs> now, Logan famously wanted to do that category. That would be unprecedented. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do Priceline. These athletes have all taken... A hometown discount, and the score to beat is what, Eddie? 240? 240, yeah. All right, you got to be 240. All right, you ready, Logan? Let's do it. 45 Let's seconds it. on the clock, and you're on your way. Go. All right, the big fundamental for the Spurs. He just retired. Uh, Don't curse. Pass. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, he's <laughs> married to Gabrielle Union. He, he was on the Heat, but now he's on the Bulls. All right, the first one was Tim Duncan and then Dwayne Wade. Yes, okay. Thank you. Um, The tight end for the uh, Chargers. He played basketball in college. Antonio Gates. Yes, the bus running back for the Steelers. Uh, Latavius Murray? No, no. Pass. Uh, Wide receiver for the Colts. He came after Marvin Harrison. He was there forever with Peyton Manning. T.Y. Hilton? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he passed. Um, uh, power forward. Lo- oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, 60 points for Coop and this uh, was not, Logan. This was not your masterpiece. Uh, it was not, but do you want to go back to back here, Coop? Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 do right. let's do it. Let's do it. We have Boston Legal and TJ Hooker. Uh, Logan, Boston Legal, TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker. All right, T.J. Hooker will put 45 seconds on the clock, and you're on your way. And these athletes all have been said they've said uh, said to have visited a lady of the night. All right, 45 seconds, go. All right, uh, P.E.D. hitter for the for the Yankees. He's now an analyst for baseball. Uh, Derek Jeter? No, he was with he was with Madonna. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. Pass. Oh, jeez. Oh. some big ones. Class knee for the Bulls. He always gets hurt. He's now on the Knicks. Uh, uh, oh, um. Last name is a flower. Nah. Oh, oh, nice. I don't know. Yes. Oh, got um, that one right uh, linebacker, uh, he broke Joe Theismann's leg. He likes cocaine. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. NBA player married to Khloe Kardashian. He almost overdosed in a brothel. Oh, uh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh. Well, Logan, uh, that did so not, that did not go 20 well. 20 points in that one. That's a total of 80. <laughs> that was, uh, 
<laughs> Not good. Danny, you don't need to even go again. Luis, uh, you got a golden yeah. ticket, buddy. Because right. I am the smartest man alive. That's, that's not true, actually, Luis. <laughs> don't, don't be stealing my lines, Luis. What's wrong with you? How dare you? Congratulations. Hey, Ben. At least I could have cheated. I think you cheated, actually. I think there was some time. Uh, that was no, not. No, you cheated. You gave yourself some Oh, go time, back right? to the yeah, podcast. I didn't even need the second round. Oh, stop, please. All right. That there was an there it is. That was another pathetic addition. <laughs> Mallard's Mountain the Money. Kind of glad I sat that one out. Uh, that was not pretty. That, that was some ugliness right there. It's known as the art of the deal, and it's going on right now at the meetings of NFL owners in Arizona. It involves... Tony Romo, welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote as the Cleveland Cavaliers lost in the NBA by 29 points last night. The better stories in the losing locker room. Uh, more on that later. But I wanted to start with a game of chess, a chess match, which is going on between John Elway and Jerry Jones. There was another layer to it, if you saw this or not, if you paid attention to this at the owners' meetings in Arizona. But John Elway has made his latest move in that chess match uh, regarding the future of Tony Romo. So it's a game. They're going back and forth. Uh, now, John Elway said that the Broncos have no intent, he used the word intent, no intent to pursue Tony Romo, even if he is released by the Cowboys. So I wanted to talk about this because it, it's a very simple question here. Is John Elway being honest? Do you believe John Elway when he says the team has no intent of pursuing Tony Romo? I don't. And I don't know how you can believe John Elway. And, and to start with, I'll, I'll tell you what. This is simply John Elway putting on a poker face. It is a battle of egos. And these guys have gigantic, enormous, humongous egos. John Elway and Jerry Jones. It's a battle of nitwits. You, you, the Cowboys want Denver to pony up some draft pick compensation for Tony Romo. They don't just want to give Romo away. And the Broncos, they know that if they just wait, if they simply wait long enough, the Dallas Cowboys are going to do what? They're going to release Tony Romo because of salary cap reasons. They cannot keep him on the roster again. So Elway is double and tripling down on his position. And the Cowboys, they need someone to believe that there is a deal in place for Romo to then get something for Romo. Now, furthermore, John Elway continued to express complete confidence publicly in Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon as the current quarterback, the one-two punch with Simeon as the starter. Uh, he was asked about Romo again. He, now, he cannot go on the record. Elway cannot say, yes, not only do I like Romo, I want Romo. Can't say that. We know he's a closeted Romosexual. Homosexual. And Elway has had trouble dealing with that. And it's I, I had problems first. You know, for years I had problems and I came out of the closet and I announced it. And that's the first step. It's the absolute first step. But Elway wants Romo. He does. He just can't admit it because of the draconian 
tampering rules in the NFL. So it's a game of both semantics and weasel words. In fact, the word intent, I would like to file that into the weasel word category because intent does not mean not going to happen or no chance or the door has closed. No, intent is not the same as it's not happening. Uh, John Elway is trying to continue this narrative. He's trying to get everyone who covers the Broncos, who's his buddy, all of his surrogates in Denver to do his dirty business and say, hey, uh, I'm not interested. And by the way, will you make sure the Cowboys know that I'm not interested? Will you pass that on to Jerry Jones? So I continue to be skeptical. Now, I, I still go back to the photo we talked about going back to January 20th. It was just before the inauguration of President Donald J. Trump in Washington, D.C. And this is not fake news. There was a photo that popped up on Facebook of John Elway and Tony Romo socializing at a big Beltway party. They were right at the, the buckle of the Beltway and the presidential shindig in Washington, D.C. So they've already discussed things. They've talked about things. The groundwork has been done. And now the waiting game is underway for Romo to end up a member of the Denver Broncos or the Houston Texans for that matter. But no, I do not believe John Elway when he says the team has no intent to pursue Tony Romo. It's just words, folks. Exactly. One of the other stories that caught my attention, I got to go back to Bob Kraft. This guy fascinates me. He seems like he's really enjoying life at this point, the Patriot owner, Robert Kraft. He was asked about the Brandon Cooks trade. You see this? Bob Kraft, Patriots Grand Poobah, compared the addition of Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver from the Saints, to Randy Moss. Yes, that the same Randy Moss that lit the world on fire with the Patriots. Let's, just, let's discuss. Now, some are, are speculating here that Bob Kraft was fed that line from somebody else. That was not his original line. That someone told Bob Kraft that. Some are even connecting the dots saying, well, it must have been Belichick. It must have been Belichick or one of the Patriot assistant coaches that told Bob Kraft that. Uh, and that's a, that's an exercise in speculation, which I'm not opposed to. But what are the realistic chances that Brandon Cooks has a Randy Moss-like impact Uh, I'm going to put them at less than 5%. This is far-fetched, the idea that Brandon Cooks is going to have that kind of impact. This was not back in the Bronze Age. Uh, Chances are you're old enough to remember Randy Moss with the Patriots. couple things here. Number one, Randy Moss and Brandon Cooks are polar opposites of each other physically, the style of play. It's a terrible comparison. Now, I know he's talking about impact, but – Brandon Cooks is five foot ten, and he's a hundred and ninety pounds soaking wet. He would not win a post up game with Randy Moss, who's six four, almost six five, two ten. And you could argue that Randy Moss, in his day, was a faster player than Brandon Cooks. So it's it's overly optimistic, gibberish is what it is. And number two, Bob Kraft has given. Brandon Cooks, the thing that you don't want to have. It is the 100-pound weight on your back. Do you know what that is? 
Bob Kraft has announced publicly that Brandon Cooks is going to be a Randy Moss-like player. He has given the dreaded curse of high expectations to Brandon Cooks. The stat geeks get aroused thinking about how good Randy Moss was for that Patriot team in 07. And Brandon Cooks now has been compared to Randy Moss for the 2017 version of the Patriots. That that team had Randy Moss streaking down the outside, and they had Wes Welker in the slot, the unstoppable dynamic duo for that team. And now this current Patriot team, you've got Brandon Cooks, who's expected to be part of an ensemble cast filled with bazookas and tanks and flamethrowers and all that. You're going to have Brandon Cooks playing the outside receiver role with Edelman on the slot and Rob Gronkowski until he gets hurt, which should happen about week four for the Gronk. He'll be over the middle of the field. So that's like thunder and lightning for the Patriots. It sounds wonderful. And Tom Brady's going to throw the ball all over the place and get a bunch of yards and all that. Sounds really, really good. Now they actually have to do it on the field, though. That's always the hard part. It's easy to talk about it and say, oh, they're going to be great. They actually have to go out and perform. Now, the, the final word on this, there is a very positive aura around the Patriots. And they're going to continue to feast on the lightweights of the AFCs, even if Brandon Cooks does not play well, does not live up to those lofty expectations. Buffalo sucks. Miami, average team. The Jets, they suck. And so, in other words, the AFC East is going to continue to be silly putty for Tom Brady and the Patriots for the next year or two or longer. The real test, as always, is going to be in the postseason. That's going to be the real test. All right, so the the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we yap the night away, and LeBron James has some explaining to do. There'll be a lot of people freaking out on Sports Talk Radio today. Go to hell, LeBron James. That's where the San Antonio Spurs sent LeBron James to basketball hell. A 29-point smackdown in the Alamo City to say that the Cleveland Cavaliers were not interested. We're not that into it. It's kind of like trying to date a supermodel, and she doesn't even give you the doesn't even look at you. That's the amount of effort the Cavaliers present. They didn't want to look at the Spurs. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to have Tex-Mex. They didn't want to go to the the Riverwalk. They wanted no part of San Antonio. Body language, it looked like Jake Cutler was playing in the NBA. That was the body language the Cavaliers had. And now their last 17 games, some of these are tank jobs. Some of these are games we, we literally did not play our star players. But the last 17 games of the Cavaliers are 7-10. and 10. But does it matter? Can you flip the switch? Well, we'll prognosticate. We'll look at the future and, and see what the, the future holds. But I have a hunch that ultimately the Cavaliers will be good enough to skate into the NBA Finals, and then they will be smacked around when they get to the NBA Finals. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Garcia is alongside. I saw that Mike Zimmer claims there is still no timeline for Teddy Bridgewater to come yeah, back. Well, he's, we, he's not going to play again, is he? 
You would have to bet now at this point that he will never start another NFL game. Well, they did say that it was such a serious injury that it was going to be more than just a season, maybe like more like a season and a half. If so I, gave I don't you, think this is a surprise, is it? If I gave you a hundred dollars, yeah, I would like a hundred dollars. Thank you. Ah, screw that. I'll give you it's fake radio money, ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, fake radio money, ten thousand dollars. And I put you in a sports book in Las Vegas, and the prop bet is. Dante Cole or Dante Culp- Teddy Bridgewater, Dante Culpepper from Mallard's Mountain of Money. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater will start over under three games the rest of his career for the Vikings. Would you bet the $10,000 that he will start more than three games, or would you bet the $10,000 that he will not start? Now, you, you said the rest of his career for the Vikings. Yes. So we're saying he can't go somewhere else. Or any else. other team. I don't care. Any other team. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he does get more than three stars. All right. You're going to lose that bet? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's a loss. I, uh, will, uh, I will reap in the uh, rewards of that You bet. will not. Do Thank we, you for do the Do we money. still have a Colin Kaepernick bet? The four and a half start thing with Kaepernick? We still have that. Remember that listener I was going to bet uh, I was going to quit my job and he was going to quit his job? And then yes. that guy cowered out and he didn't call a smart up. Smart move on his part, call back. Yeah. And, yeah. But, uh, it's not looking so good for Kaepernick. And he's using the same thing that, that Adrian Peterson's using. Both these guys are like, well, I, Peterson's like, I'm not in a rush to sign a contract right now. Uh, that's a lie. And Kaepernick's – Well, he's in a rush to sign a contract if the numbers he wants to sign them at. Oh, I mean, no. No one's offered him any kind of a contract. I, I no believe both those him. guys will be on NFL teams at the end, by the time the season gets going. Callan uh, Kaepernick will not start uh, more than four and a half games the rest of his career. And I don't think he'll make a 53-man roster. He'll go to camp with someone, but I don't think he'll make make a roster coming out of tra- of training camp. And people are going to freak out. They're going to lose their mind. How could this be? This is an injustice. No, he sucks. He's a terrible quarterback. That's why he's not going to be in the NFL. Deal with it. Suck it up, Buttercup. All right, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Mather. You can be part of the radio program that way. Danny G is here, Koopa Loop as well, the whole thing. And we'll call this using your head. Using your head. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Mather Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Mather Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it is Ben Maller. Side the bike coming up in a couple minutes. Right now, though, we say hello to Jet Fuel George driving around Texas on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, George. Hey, good morning, Ben. It's a... It's an honor to be on such a great show with such a great man, the great Ben Maller. All right, it's a great call. Thank you, George. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Solid take. Playing around. Oh, he had more? Uh, your, I thought he was done. In your, in your toga, uh, playing your flute through the orange groves of Orange County. No, no, I didn't wear a toga in the orange groves of Orange County, although I have worn a toga on Westwood Boulevard in Los Angeles. That's awesome. Yes, that's awesome. I have. Me. Very I, embarrassed. Rusty, I, mean, I was for radio. I'm very ashamed. Is Rusty's Hacienda still there and FM station? But anyway, <clears throat> hey, Ben, you know what? But while you were doing that, I was growing up at Ascot Park there in Gardena and the old Saga Speedway. I know this is kind of like uh, 
female NBA before I get to my real point, but we lost a couple of sprint drive, sprint car drivers last in the last couple of months. And, you know, I just, my dad was a USAC official, you know, I grew up in racing. So I just wanted to say to those guys that are listening now, that write the rules that, uh, you know, the hose device is a little draconian for the sprint car drivers, but they need to do something. I mean, if, if you know the story behind those two, you know what happened now they died on those crashes that were real simple. We need to do something about to protect those drivers. But, Ben, it was good to hear from Pete in Pittsburgh. And since uh, the new poster boy for chemical castration, uh, Surreal Talk, hasn't called in in the last couple of weeks since I challenged him, let me throw this at you, Ben. You know what? Just to show everybody, the, old list- the new listeners, what old school was, if Pete wants to get down with me in the verbal octagon, I'll do it anytime, any day. Just to, uh, you know, he said he needs two weeks to warm up and uh, get back in the, into the groove of it. You know, he can use me as a, as a sparring partner. I'll get in there with him, and uh, we'll have fun. And uh, uh, he, so, won't, uh, he won't do that. He, he will say you are below him. Uh, he will not. I'm not below him. him. I've beat him. He, he, you know, we're friends, and we can no, get him No, you're not friends. You're fake friends. You're not really friends. He does not like well, you. He's told me off the air he does not like you. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'll, you know, if, if he's chicken, then I understand. If, if he thinks, you know, because I was kind of thinking, you he, know. He thinks you're weak. He thinks you're a one-trick pony as a caller. I, that's, and, and I probably am, but I'm, I've got one trick good enough to beat his ass. But, you know, it's, it, here's the thing. I was thinking to myself, self, why would Ben want me to go against the number one caller who's put the work in and has, has done everything he needs to do? I know I need to work my way up the ladder, so – if Pete, you know, if Pete wants to get down and knock the rest off, I got something. For all him. right, all right, they're, they're fine. All right. No one wants, no one wants to fight you. Thank you. Helmet Man is in Los Angeles on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Helmet Man. Top of the morning. Top of the morning to you, Helmet Man. What's on your mind, buddy? Oh, uh, I was listening uh, the other day, but uh, I, you know, I was more like uh, not ready to call. You know. Oh, you want to hold on? You were not ready. So you were listening, but you just were not mentally prepared to call because you were busy doing something else. You were doing very important work, Helmet Man. I'm actually on the live air. Yes, you're on. Hey, that's my line. Yeah, somebody, Eddie steals your line. It's Eddie, you got to stop stealing his material. It's a bad job. I apologize, Helmet Man. I'm, I'm sorry, Helmet Man. You should get oh, yeah, that. I ran into George uh, a few days ago. Oh, George Lopez, your buddy George. Yeah. You're on a first name basis with George Lopez. Yeah. You uh, want to? You know what you want to do is get him. You should be like Weed Man Hippie, this guy that used to call the show. You should get George Lopez to put you on one of his TV projects. Man, I love you. Is he on TV anywhere, George Lopez, these days, or is he done with TV? I don't know. I think he told me something when I mentioned your name. I said, uh. Opposite to Ben on the radio. Oh, well, George is a big fan. You know, George, he, uh, he loves the show. Yeah, but I'm Unless he's he never heard of us. Call you. Oh, yeah, well, you should, anytime. I'll, I'll give him the number right now, 877-996-6369. That's the hotline number only for George Lopez. Well, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a, a boxing collection I was going to give him. Or sell no, him. I, no, listen. Oh, you want to sell it to him. You're not going to give it to him. Yeah, I got that. You're not, not, Helmet Man's not giving him anything. You are willing to sell him for a nominal fee. He can get the boxing stuff. What do you you got? What's your number one boxing thing? Oh, I have to uh, sign. uh, What's his name? Uh, That's a good good start. What? Who? The boxer, 
famous one that got the statue out of East L.A. Oh, uh, let's see, not not, not see, uh, not Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, uh, that guy. When, okay. Because there's when, some uh, other boxers in East LA. No, when when Bernard Hopkins was uh, fighting Joe Smith and he got knocked out of the ring, I was uh, yeah. out there by the parking lot with a. Uh, <laughs> don't you know the entrance where they come out uh, with the Laker players? Have you noticed, out? Selman, man? Every one of your stories. I was out there in the parking lot. That's usually how they start. You should write a yeah, you should write a children's they, book. Well, no, when they come up some steps, uh, yeah. they are always coming out. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, well, you're a fascinating guy. I love you, Helmet Man. Seriously, you're one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, but callers. I gotta go for the Wizards since I what? grew up what? watching the Bullets, and I used to go to oh, six ninety five. Oh, oh, oh uh, the Wizards are playing the well, Lakers. That's yeah, why, I used yeah. to go to when they moved. All right, thank you. I'm done. We'll talk to Helmet Man later in the week. Fascinating. Uh, we'll call this one Using Your Head. We take you now to Bosnia. It's where I always go to Bosnia, a Guinness Book of World Records event, a 16-year-old Taekwondo champion from Bosnia set a new world record. How many concrete slabs did this guy break with his head? Take a guess. Eddie, did you see this story? I saw the video of him doing it. How many do you think he broke? It looked like about 15. 15. All right, 12, Danny 15. G, how many do you think? I'm going to say 13. 13. All right, Coop, do you want in on this? Uh, Coop's busy. He's on the phone. He's on the he's on the phone. All right. The correct answer is the 16-year-old Taekwondo champion from Bosnia. World record. This happened over the weekend. He broke 111 concrete slabs with his head. Damn! Well, I guess I only saw like the final 15 then. Yeah, it took him 35 seconds to set this record. Oh, I see. You know what? Okay, he had a, he had them stacked on top of each other. So yeah, they were stacked in like six blocks each. Yeah, there. Okay, and then he wandered down and bam, his head. Yeah, and it was just like that. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm unimpressed necessarily, but Could you do it. Uh, like he was doing, well, uh, I would get too he was, dizzy. He was flipping it. as he went through. Yeah, but the thing his was, his technique was a flip technique. His body weight was what was breaking the, oh, the, the blocks, not yeah, his, not his head. Here. Not well, his it was head. His magic. head was making the contact. Well, but he was basically doing a, a headstand on the bricks, and then they would break. It was a pathetic performance. So you're saying this is like an old uh, parlor trick? Is that no, what you're saying? No, but it's not exactly what you think it is either. It's, it sounds more impressive than. Although it is impressive. I don't think I could flip that many times. Well, yeah, and, I, w- I would be and very dizzy. And- i got to tell you, there's not much going on in Bosnia because these people are really excited. <laughs> no. They are really jonesed up for this guy, right? Like, no, it's biggest, like he's sitting around the, and he's like, hmm, I wonder what the record this is. This guy's for- going to get a trophy in Bosnia. <laughs> right, this, I get the key to the city there. In, in America, he'd be... Racist. In, no, no, in America, what? this guy would be in concussion protocol. There'd be congressional investigation. How can we let a 16-year-old do this with his head? In Bosnia, I love this guy. Give him a trophy. Give him a statue. Would you rather be more like Bosnia or more like America? Where if something like this... you imagine a kid doing this in America? Oh, this is horrible. This is a crime against humanity. Well... To be fair, he may drop dead tomorrow. Do you think you get chicks doing that in Bosnia? You think women are impressed yes, in Bosnia? Absolutely. Seriously. Like this I'm guy, serious. Okay. Like, how does that help in life? He's on TV, isn't he? I was on TV in America, ladies. Oh, the internet. How many times has this video been uh, viewed here on YouTube? 
Oh, a hundred thousand times. That's not that many. No. Well, well, now that it's been broadcast on the yeah. Ben Maller show, be one hundred and six thousand times. Oh, yeah. All right, it's the Ben Maller show on Fox. Cite the bite. Cite the bite. The great sports radio mystery. Cite the bite. Uh, we'll get that, and uh, we'll call this one taking a dump uh, as well. We'll get to that. We'll do it all in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. Well, this is exciting news. Major League Baseball... And their marketing department, with the start of the new regular season coming up on Sunday night, uh, the people at Major League Baseball have blessed us. This is a great mitzvah. Uh, Major League Baseball's marketing department has officially announced, for the first time ever, you can buy team logo diapers for your kid. So, it's big news. Now, uh, I know you were looking forward to this. The question is this, and I think this is a a relevant question. I think this is a legitimate question, and I want to know the correct answer. So they've made these diapers. Now, they don't have every team available yet, but they will eventually have every team, as I understand, available with the MLB logos. Do they have the Giants? Yes. Uh, they have, I believe the Giants are one of the teams. So, Hell yeah. So the Dodgers, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Yankees, like the big, the Cubs are part of this. The Cardinals uh, are part of it. So they have a handful of teams. question is this. If you are, well, you use the Dodgers, right? If you are a Dodger fan, you have a child, do you want your child to use Dodger diapers or would you like your child to go hum baby and wear giant diapers, knowing what the child will do with the diapers, uh-huh. what the product will be that's left behind in the diaper? Depends what kind of garbage Gerber food you fed them before putting them in that diaper. No, but I would think that you would want, if to get back at the other team, you would want to buy, if you're a Red Sox fan, you buy Yankee diapers. If you're a Yankee fan, you buy, you know, vice versa. Uh, and then if you're a Cub fan, you'd get the Cardinal diaper. The Cardinals would get the Cubs. You know, I think that's how it would work. How about this? What? Your team on the outside, rival team on the inside. Oh, that's, nice. the, that's the next layer. Poop fest. That's the next layer. Right? You go good r- one, Eddie. Rival on the inside, get that nice poop in there, and then uh, you're good, right? That's why I asked about the Giants. It's a good move. Very good move. Well, if you do have kids, young kids, you're going to need to get a good night's sleep. And I recommend sleep number. Did you know that getting quality sleep is as important as a healthy lifestyle? You know, you, you need that balanced diet and regular exercise. You always hear about that with a healthy lifestyle. You don't often hear about sleep. And that's a bad job by the people that you know, tell you how to live your life and give you life advice. If you're not sleeping, uh, your bed is probably, is probably not, uh, not the greatest bed. It's time to replace your mattress, right, if you're not sleeping well. Uh, and I recommend Sleep Number. At a Sleep Number store, go in there. You can see and feel how a Sleep Number mattress adjusts to you for just the right comfort every night guessing your bed does not do that. Does your bed do that? I don't think your bed does that right now. The Sleep Number bed lets you choose your ideal comfort on each side. So it's perfect if you're in a relationship, you share a bed, you don't have to compromise. I got married a couple years back, and uh, one of the things I was worried about was the, the bed the bed situation. I get it the way I want. Uh, the bed is, is nice and firm, uh, but occasionally if I want to make it softer, I can compromise. And I can bring it down. But you don't have to compromise at all with another person. you got the, the optional Sleep IQ technology as well. And Sleep Number 
has been ranked highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power for two years in a row. For J.D. Power award information, just visit jdpower.com. Now, my sleep number setting is 50. You come in to a sleep number store. I can only tell you so much. You've got to go in and see this for yourself. Go into a sleep number store, see and feel the difference, and save $400 on their most popular bed, uh, the, the P, uh, PQ Queen mattress, now only $1,199.99. You're only going to find Sleep Number at any of the 500 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you by going to sleepnumber.com, uh, and be sure to tell them Ben Maller sent you. It's time now to Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, in a sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. You try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite. And the way this works, we will give you an audio clue. And then you will have to figure out who it is based on the clues that we give you. And then we're not going to start out giving any clues. We're going to start out just playing these sound bites from someone in the world of sports. The last seven to ten days. So it's relevant. And if you pay attention, you should get it just off voice recognition. Do you understand? All right, let's get to it. Here's this week's sound bite on Sight the Bite. We gave up too many points. We gave up too many points. Hmm. Who is that? We gave up too many points. Who is that? That's the question. What's the answer? What is the answer? All right. Let's go to it right now on Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery. And if you would like to be part of this, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Before we do that, though, Will anyone get it right? I will go first. I'm going to go with randomly caller number five. Eddie. I will also randomly go with caller number five. Copycat. Danny G. No, it was random. Big Ben, as you know, I'm very scientifical when it comes to this game. It's a lie. Two days inside Yosemite National Park and at Yosemite, I went on five hikes in two days. So because of that, caller five is definitely going to be the big winner. Uh Yeah. Cool. Well, Ben, I, I believe you just talked about the uh, the popular sleep number P5. Oh, yes, mattress. P5. So, That's right, uh, yes. Because of the P5, I'm going to go with caller number five. All right. Thank you for that. Interesting. Right, let's play it again. Play it again. Go ahead. Play it again. We gave up too many points. Too many points. Okay. Well, let's do it right now. And, again, eight, keep calling, 877-99 on Fox if you get a busy signal. Security Steve, bats leadoff. Security Steve. Yes. I'm going to dedicate this victory for all them Oakland fans that's going to lose their Raiders. Is that the crying LeBron James? Is that LeBron James for the win? <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Steve. All right. Thank you. Right. Okay. Seemed genuinely disappointed. Security, Steve. He seemed genuinely hurt by that. So it's not LeBron James, but is he on the right track? Is he on the correct track? Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario is caller number two. It's not LeBron. Cowboy, who is it? I've got a guess Cleveland Cavaliers coach Tyra Blue. Is that Ty Lue for the win for Cowboy John Brad? Oh, sorry. 
hang up on yourself. That's the the proper thing to do. All right, it's not Ty Lewis, not LeBron James. And who is it? Here's our first clue. This person decided to leave the University of Southern California after only one year to help support his mother who suffers from lupus. We gave up too many points. Sight the bite, the great sports radio mystery. Matt in Indianapolis is caller number three. Hello, Matt. Hey, is that Russell Westbrook? Is that Russell Westbrook, the great former USC Trojan, Russell Westbrook? Wrong. Nah. What the? Wrong. He went to that other school in L.A. Trey is in Kansas. Trey is caller number four. There's a golden ticket on the line, Trey. Do you know the answer? I know the answer, Big Ben. That is Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion, Is my that friend. Edwin Encarnacion? Encarnacion! Uh, the blatant Wrong. attempt to get us to play the Encarnacion jingle. And it worked. It did work. It's not Edwin Encarnacion of your Cleveland Indians, Russell Westbrook, Ty Lue, or LeBron James. You're listening to Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Listen very closely here Come to this on. sound bite. And Big money. This person owns the NBA record with 24 consecutive foul shots made in one game. We gave up too many points. 24 consecutive foul shots made in one game. Decided to leave the University of Southern California after only one year to help support his mother who suffers from lupus. And now, caller number five. The caller that is going to win this event, going to win the golden ticket, going to make me look like a genius. We go to British Columbia and we say hello to Melba Toast. Uh, is it uh, 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 oh, Dr. J? Wrong. Can we get a different color five? Yeah, that's uh, Melba Toast. I know you've raided the liquor cabinet, but that's a, a, it's a terrible guess, Melba Toast. Well, I've been drinking for a while. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. I'm going to disqualify that. Thank you. That's not going to count. That's some good Maller maneuver. Yeah, right that's there not. Right that's not going to count. We're going to disqualify that. The new number five. The new number five <laughs> is Stevo in Utah. Stevo, you're the new number five. Stevo. Is that Demar Derozan? Is that Demar Derozan? That's yeah! it! Yeah! I won! I won! Congratulations, everybody! Except I won. I won. Job, I said Eddie, it first. I won. Thank You're you. a winner, Steve. Coop, good pick. Coop. We win. I'm a winner. Right. Solid guess for number five, Danny. Good Thank job, Steve. I knew it would be. You five. get a golden ticket. Congratulations, it really Steve. It's five and a half. Yeah. Uh, another oh, win for me. I got a golden ticket. I have. I have more wins at Sight the Bite than anyone all time. I'm the, I'm the leader in the house. <laughs> okay, so, Lenny Wilkins. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Steve-O. Good job by you. Uh, My winning percentage is way better. DeMar DeRozan of the Toronto Raptors. Not lately, Eddie. Not lately. No. You know how many wins All I time. have at this game, Ben? No, I, I, don't, I don't. 83. 83. All right, we will puck the world. We'll puck the world. We'll do that. We'll do it next. 
There is a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Black bald no more. Do you see who the Oakland Athletics have hired as a pregame, postgame host? Jose, 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 Jose Canseco. <laughs> the man that wrote the book that brought down baseball with all the steroid cheese. This is going to be gold for us. Jose Canseco is going to say and do so many stupid things on television. I, I guarantee we're going to get multiple uh, portions of the show out of Canseco this summer, but the A's have hired Canseco as a pre- and post-game host. That is that is mind-boggling. Uh, all right. Uh, well, everyone's back. Bonds is working for the Giants. Canseco for the A's. McGuire is a hitting coach with the Padres, I believe, still. Let's puck the world with Edmund Dallas Garcia. Well, Ben, we've got 13 days left in the regular season, and each team has around seven games remaining in the NHL. This past week, the defending Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins and the Minnesota Wild joined the Capitals, Blackhawks, and Blue Jackets as teams that clinched playoff spots, but Minnesota is starting to suck at a time that they should not be sucking. Uh, They had the best record in the Western Conference for most of the season, but they have just three wins in their last 14 games this month. Fire everybody! They're now eight points behind Chicago for the Central Division lead. Garbage! Penguin star Sidney Crosby may be the league MVP this year. He's currently first in goals with 42 and second in points with 82. However, according to one NHL owner, Crosby needs to, quote, be wiped off the map, end quote. That was part of the rant of Ottawa Senators owner Eugene Melnick. That's who was, hate speech. He was furious that Crosby went unpunished by the league after his slash on the hand of Ottawa's Mark Mathot, who pretty much had the end of his finger chopped off and will miss several weeks. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said to assume NHL players will not take part in the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. The NHL is citing costs for travel and insurance. Plus they, they hate America. Lack of desire for uh, shutting down the season for a few weeks next February. However, there are reports the NHL does want to go to the 2022 Olympics in China Liars. to try and tap into an emerging hockey market. However, the IOC has told the NHL that they cannot pick and choose which Olympics they want to participate in. Yeah, the IOC we'll is so upstanding. Well, of course they are. Ethical. And that is your Puck the World report. Right, thank you, Eddie. Well, here's an old friend we haven't talked to in a while, Jeannie in Medford. Uh, Jeannie, where have you been, Who? Jeannie? Jeannie in Medford. Remember? God, I'm so Who? thrilled hearing about hockey. <laughs> yes. Hockey loves you too, well, Jeannie. why is that funny? It's not funny. Well, because uh, you're First being so... I tried that. Well, Jeannie, you got ice is hard. You have ice in your ice drinks. You like uh, you like your drinks on the rocks. Now, Jeannie, you haven't called in a while. You got to call earlier, Jeannie. See, the problem is you call at the very end. That's a problem. Who's in? Not mine, baby. I'm up. I'm alive. Oh, good. I'm glad you're alive. Uh, Clay Travis is also alive, and he'll be talking into a microphone in minutes here. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find yours in online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.